Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the one and only party boy, Pete McCormick. Our guest today is none other than the godfather of meat himself, Mike Finelli. Party boy Pete, how you feeling, babe? Matthew, Sean, and C. Lavelle, I'm feeling pretty good. And when I saw The Godfather of Meat, I thought we had Ron Jeremy, but I'm even more excited about this guest after actually checking out the Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Fantastic. And like Pete said, you can find The Godfather of Meat on Instagram and TikTok at Godfather of Meat. And we'll have a link to all his sites in the description of this episode. You can find all our episodes on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us for some fun on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please feel free to email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in society. So two things. First things first, we have to bring up uh, asshole's going to lose and I'm going to beat his ass on October 2nd. So he has no fucking chance. All right. That's oh. right. Jerk beards will get no quarter. So, yeah, like we said, Captain Jerk Beard's going to get smeared all over Rainbow Road and there's nothing he can do about it. All right. In his own backyard. Best. In his own backyard. He's going to get taken to the shed in his new grass. That he just put in. He didn't even sod. He went with seed. What a fucking stunata, huh? <laughs> seed didn't even aerate it, I bet. <laughs> yeah. What a ball bag. Who doesn't aerate their backyard? <laughs> fucking chucha Just Lamingo. jerk beards. Yeah. Captain jerk beards. So, either way, enough about jerk beards that suck at Mario Kart. We're moving on. Uh, so, Peter Hosen, let me tell you, let me tell you something about the godfather of meat, Mike Finelli. All right. So, I will say this, when I was going into high school, I was, like we had said on previous episodes, I went to Catholic school until ninth grade, right? But when you're in Catholic school, Catholic school is is kindergarten through eighth grade is like the elementary school. And then after the elementary school, you go to the high school and the high school is ninth grade through 12th grade, right? So when, when it comes to football at LC... Uh, it's a huge deal. So they have they have three teams. They oh, have yeah. a, a ninth grade team, right? That's only consists of ninth graders, and then they have a JV team and then a varsity team, right? Obviously, varsity is the big deal. That's where he wants to get to. At this time, LC was a powerhouse. 
They had like uh, like a three-peat win of their conference. They were like going to the playoffs, doing all these great things. But the year before I got there, they kept talking about this one guy, this stud, this hero amongst men, this Mike Finelli. He had won. Yeah. So the, I'll, I will say this. It might not be. So I did go to North Penn. And uh, it's not as much as a rivalry for North Penn as it is for LC because LC is like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, he was at what, like, I think people forget how good LC was, like, because uh, I'm just remembering, because like, when I was in middle school, that's when they did the, the documentary on North Penn against CB West, when North Penn yes. was a complete powerhouse, and uh, LC actually almost took them out in the Thanksgiving game, from what yes. I remember. I, I think there was, like, a kickoff return for a touchdown with yes. no time left, and according yes. to the LC people, there was a clip, but yes. I don't know if that clip actually happened. Right. No, you're, dude, you're, you're absolutely right. So, LC kind of was on an all-time high, so... I think it was either the year before or two years before LC had won an SB for uh, like this play. It was like the last play of the game where it was like a fumble ruski where it's like, you know, you throw it back to this guy, throw it back to this guy and they won that game. Right. But then yeah, a yeah. couple years later, you're right where it's, and it's former uh, co-host of the show, shake AKA Tom Byers, his older brother, Oh, was yeah. they were seconds away from beating their arch rival. Their season would have been made. It's the Thanksgiving bowl game. It's a massive, massive game. This game, it was, they were playing it for 30 years at this point, 40 years. Right. And it was a huge, huge rivalry. And it was, I remember being like seeing him afterwards. Cause he was, you know, he was like the cool dude on the team and had like seeing what had happened after it was just heartbreaking, but so either way, but that being said, it, the reason it was heartbreaking is because LC didn't win a lot, right? Lansdale <laughs> Catholic didn't beat North Penn a lot, if ever, right? It was usually a big-time win for North Penn, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you were on a team that beat North Penn, and if you're on, like, because it's a little Catholic school that, like, the entire, the entire student body has less people than one grade at North Penn. Right. So like our graduating class had more people in it than the entire school at LC. Right. So, yes. Yeah, yep. So it really is a David versus Goliath kind of thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So North Penn's like one of those Texas schools. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, big time. When it comes to football, big time. When it comes to all sports, really big time. So either way. So when going into uh, North Penn, right, you're on the freshman team. The freshman team will play like the equivalent of the uh of north penn's freshman team which is like the ninth grade team at a at the near at the local middle school right yep. so this is where the rivalry kind of starts right because you're going to play them all four years so if you if you knew if you play them if it's jv they had a game and if it's varsity they had a huge game and but even in ninth grade the ninth grade teams would have a game so the year well, and before- matt the, north penn had three ninth grade teams because they had three three middle schools so You'd have all three of those schools coming together to form one. <laughs> yeah, cor- correct. Exactly. So it, it, like when you d- pulled out the numbers, we would pick, we would play one of the ninth grade teams. It's usually the best ninth grade team would be the one that we played. Right. Yep. Which is most of the time was Pendale. So, you know, either way. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> As a Pembroke alum, it's hard to say, but uh, yeah, we were not so- good. Yeah, so, but either way, so we uh, usually play Pendale because they're usually the best, but they're also the closest to us. So either way, 
the year before I had gotten there, the, the ninth grade team for LC had upset and beat the ninth grade team at Pendale. And it was a massive, ah. massive upset. People were talking about it. It was all over the news, all over the papers. And one of the big reasons for this was our guest today, the godfather of meat, Mike Finelli. He, oh, really? He, oh, yeah, dude. He had, he was so, he was, I think he played linebacker and running back, right? So he was okay. legit. He's a tank, right? People, yep, yep. if you watch his videos, you see he's a svelte tank, right? He's strong <laughs> as an ox. He's, he went to like all the speed camps and stuff. So he was real quick on his feet. He could move and he wasn't afraid of hitting. He was laying some wood. So he liked the, to get in there. It, he, oh, he, yeah. he didn't shy away from contact. Hell no, man. Hell no. He was like, he reminds you of like a young Mike Allstott. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. So he, uh, in the game, he kicked an onside kick. He had a rushing touchdown and an interception, which helped them Ooh. win the game. Right. He'll tell us, he'll give us some more detail about that. Right. So then I go to LC the next year. Right. So I, we play, I play on the, the freshman team. We didn't do that good again when we played the North Penn team. We lost 42 to nothing. No big deal. Oh, right. Matt, did you kick an onside? Did you have an onside kick that was successful? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I Any played touchdowns? center. Uh, nope. No. Oh, again. you played center, huh? Yeah. 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 I was the center. Oh, yeah. It was great. Great stuff. We got demolished. Um, but either way, uh, so late. So football season's over and then you have like postseason lifting. Right. And a lot of the older guys, instead of lifting at the school because the weight room at the school wasn't that great, they would go to the local YMCA. Right. All right. So like these guys are there and they're upperclassmen and they're like the cool guys. And, you know, like we're like the young kids and like, you know, we're trying to be cool. Obviously, we're not. We're a bunch of freaking student oh, yeah. odds. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we we were, it, it was a bunch of like, you know, we were trying to be cool, but we weren't, but we were like, talk to these guys and see them. And then we'd see them in school and it was like a whole thing. Hey, sir, can you please spot me while I bench 135 pounds? <laughs> you're, you're not far off, buddy. You're like, look, I'm trying to get a PR here. So uh, yeah. can you spot me on 120, please? You know? <laughs> and they're like, and plus it's, dude, it's like a bunch of fucking meatheads at the gym. So guys were like talking all this shit. And like, there was like some days there'd be like, fuck, like not like fist fights, but like shoving matches. Testosterone's and- going young men, competitive, getting the juices going. Correct. Right. And like, you know, there's a bunch of like older brother, younger brother scenarios kind of going on too. It was a whole thing. So either way, yep, yep. I'm there one day. Right. And I'm doing, I'm on the squat rack and I'm doing the squat. And because I was a younger guy trying to impress the older guys, I put way uh. too much weight on the old <laughs> squat rack. All right. On the bar, way too much weight. All right. I, but I tried, I knew I was going to put extra weight. So I did it on a Smith machine, you know, All right. instead yeah, you of doing safe. Yeah. Instead of doing it on like the rack rack, I was like, all right, I'll just do it on the Smith machine. Cause even if I drop it, I'll be able to fucking whatever. So I'm going up, right. <laughs> dude so i'm like i think i'm 13 at the time right and i'm like all the dudes are there like everyone's there like we had uh we you change out of your your uh your catholic school uniform from khakis in a golf shirt to khakis in a white undershirt and we all had sweated through them by the time we walked there it wasn't all of us had like the the yellow pit stains in our undershirts oh, yeah. it still didn't matter 
So this, yeah, we were getting our lifting in. Matt, had you seen anybody on the Smith machine earlier, or were you the first one to go to the Smith machine? Uh, I had seen people there earlier, and uh, <laughs> and I knew what to do. I just thought I could, I, you know, I overestimated my leg power. I thought I was like, I'm a big guy. I walk up steps all the time. Like, I got legs, yeah. you know? Turns exactly. out I didn't. So what happened was <laughs> I get under the, the bar, and I go down, and I do one rep, and I come back up. Then I start to go down again, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> right and then all of a sudden i look in the mirror and who do i see none other than the godfather meet mike finelli and right away i start yelling help me Finel! Finel! help me help me right and what does he do he fucking laughs at me and he walks away <laughs> so i had to like fall down and drop the squat bar and it was just, it was a fucking, dude, I think I fucking, like, unracked the weights and left. I was so fucking embarrassed, <laughs> right? And then for the next, like, you know, five years, every time I saw Finelli, he'd be like, help me, Finel, help me, you know? <laughs> Class act, this guy. But either way, uh, a lot's changed since then. Uh, I still can't use the Smith machine, but, you know. Things have been going great. So I was so happy that we were able to reconnect. And I'm really happy to see his success. I'm really happy to have him on here. And I know he's doing great. He's married. He's got kids. He's coaching football. He's doing all this stuff. And I'm so happy to have him on. Uh, and I'm glad he's here. But I'd like to ask before he comes on, uh, Mike, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what do you think of that piece of shit movie? Did not say it. <laughs> but if I, if I did see it, I would have to say it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> You know, for the good guys. So what's up, Mike? How are you, buddy? Not bad. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, man. Good, I'm good, doing good. all right, Mike. So, Mike, had you ever seen a, a freshman come in and use a Smith machine on squats? Or was that just like, well, this is interesting? <laughs> um, I was wondering what he was doing over there. He did look a little <laughs> bit out of place. I felt it too, pal. Well, let me tell you, I felt it. Dude, I think, honestly, I think I put 345s on each side. <laughs> Matt, if it makes you feel any better, when I was younger, I was in Texas with my dad visiting my dad, and we went to a Bally's, and I tried to be a big dog just like you did. Yeah, but I did it on the one that just a rack. Oh, and I fell bro. into a pretzel. Oh, like I'm shocked that I didn't blow my knees out. Oh. I mean, I was really young, so I was probably 12 years old. I think that's oh. probably the only reason I didn't blow my you know Jesus. it really hurt yeah i remember the scariest one that i saw in the weight room was one guy had uh, you know it, it was one of the stronger guys on the team so he had four plates on one and for whatever reason he only had three plates on the other and then as oh, soon as he no. picked up boom, 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 boom. <laughs> i've had that happen also at the y i had an old guy yeah. spotting me yeah. started to struggle he wasn't even paying attention Fuck. <laughs> but That's... i do have to bring up a couple things that you guys talked about earlier that i had to contest Please, right, please do. We got. Please, please contest. I'm going to start off by saying North Penn football completely overrated. 100%. <laughs> oh, wow. that, a school that big with that many boys and, you know, suburban one football. I mean, they're tough, but they're not competing, at, you know, at a state level every year. Like, if you know, they should be. North you know, Penn No. I mean, they've won. Yeah, they won the state title when we were when me and Matt were there. So, yeah. <laughs> 2004. But what have yeah. they done yeah. since? 
Well, so it is, you're right. Well, I mean, I don't really follow it that much. I will say you follow it more because you're involved with it now because you're in a feeder program, but you're in a feeder program to Souderton, right? Correct. Okay. But you still follow it because you're in a feeder program, but I just mean overall in history. I mean, you look back over the years, yeah, North Penn would beat LC up, but they should beat LC up. Well, that, from from my understanding is like the nineties, it was always, they always considered it the sleep and drag. And like, if they ever get a good coach, eventually they'll get there and they never had. It. And then eventually I, you know, I guess Beck and Penn came in and Beck then, you know, at, but at that point, that's when CB West was just destroying everybody. Man, uh, I remember like, like four Dustin years. Pichotti. Remember that Custom guy? Shotty, Dave Armstrong, like oh, those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had a cousin that played there in the early 90s that went yeah. D1. I had a cousin that played there, you know, Pachati years. So that was very good. Yeah. He, he was when you're, when your running well, backs man. are 6'5", 280. Uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah. and they're running like a 4'440". You know what I mean? Like, they're fucking they, – Pachati was an Adonis. Right, like, like I don't know if you realize this, but Dave Armstrong was actually a state runner-up heavyweight wrestler. Like that's how big an athletic. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know your stuff. You pass the test, Pete. (laughs) But they, dude. I, I mean, I will say, but they do get poached a lot. Like a lot of the talent that would go to North Penn gets poached, right? Like, why do you, why do you think that is? Well, I mean, they go to the PCL, right? They'll go to Roman. They'll go to. They'll go to St. Joe's. They'll go to LaSalle. They'll go to Wood. Well, like, I but, think they want that free uh, $35,000 a year education. <laughs> and like also too, like the PCL yeah, the, gets a lot more looks than suburban one, right? Like suburban one gets looks, right? But also too, they're not getting, they're not like, it's not survival of the fittest almost there too. Like they have weeks off. I don't think North Penn really gets, and like they play, they'll play in the Chamonix, Pensbury, all those teams. They'll play the PCL teams. Right, oh, like yeah, no, I agree. PCL is uh, playing well, West Catholic and Father Judge every year. Like, come the fuck an LC, you know? Yeah. Like, Father Judge is pretty good. Father Judge was pretty good back in the well, day. Well, I think St. Joe's Prep usually opens up with you know a, with a powerhouse North. team yeah. from somewhere in the country. Yeah, yeah. They're they're nationally ranked. You know what I'm saying? Another fact: LC beat North Penn in 1988. That was the last time LC. Beat ninth, ninth, that was the last time. Twenty-five nothing. What about the S? What about the SB game? They didn't win that. game? I think that was like ninety-seven. Nah, they lost that game, and that was just the end of the game. They couldn't even with the kickoff. They couldn't take the lead. Oh wow! But, then, but they were dominant. Like they were really good at that time too. Yeah, LC had some good years. L, but I think LC won a state championship in AAA the same year that North Penn won the state championship in Quadruple A. If that's right. Double A, uh, they, LC I think was double A. Okay, but I yeah that sounds about right. Okay, so that, well yeah. there's there's also been LC teams that would have beat North Penn over the years, but there was a North Penn party where all the kids I remember that I remember that LC yeah. would have beat North Penn that year. But yeah, I agree because that was the that was that the year before the Heike Johnson return or the year after. Yeah, well, that was not uh, that's another thing that was not a return that was a jailbreak screen. Oh. oh, it was a jailbreak screen, but uh, yeah, I, I, but there was. I remember there was a controversial call where I, everyone on LC thought that there was a clip, and everyone on North Penn was like, "Nah, he got him right on the I side." Be, I believe no it was Jack that got clipped. It was Jack Byers, I think that. Got oh, was clipped. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe. I could be wrong though. I just remember sophomore year, like you know, like the first year I'm there, and and, the, and Petten just put it up on the screen, and he was like, "All right, everyone, w- watch this play." So. <laughs> It was ingrained into our memory. Well, good. Well, all right. Well, uh, thanks for talking about old, you know, high school football. But I, hey, man, I'll tell you what. That's one thing that, so down in Texas, right? So I remember talking to a buddy of mine 
And he had, he had like mapped it out for me the way that football goes in the country. So if you're in like the deep South, it's college football is number one, right? Like if you're in like Georgia, Alabama, Florida, like, you know, even like in the Carolinas and stuff, college football is number one when it comes to football in Texas, high school football is number one. High school football is a different level. And even in the South, high school football is a different level, right? But then when you come up here to the Northeast and even in like the Midwest, the pro football is number one. You know what I'm saying? Like high school and college are big here. Penn State's massive, obviously. You know what I mean? Like high school and college are big here, but the Eagles is number one. So is the Steelers. So are the Giants. So are, you know, the Patriots and the Jets. Like, and even like if you go to like Ohio, like the Bengals, like it's all like even the Buckeyes are big there, but I still think pro is bigger. You know what I mean? Yep. Could be. I agree. Could be. I don't know. There's some. Pro- Dude, I've oh. seen I've seen stadiums in Texas that are high that's... school stadiums that are the size of college stadiums. Dude, that's not, yeah. They have like seventy thousand seat stadiums and stuff, right? Like oh yeah. That... Well, they have like boosters and stuff like. I mean, they. Well, they're funded by like oil money. Varsity it... Blues was actually a documentary. You ever uh, seen Varsity Blues, Mike? Yeah, I've seen Varsity Blues. Yeah. He's making a joke. For now. Well, I, you know what? When he, I was getting confused with Friday Night Lights. When Friday Night Lights, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday Night Lights so, kind of was a was, that was a true story, dude. Yeah, yeah. The the movie was good, Friday Night Lights, but the TV show Friday Night Lights was fucking awesome. Did you ever watch? I, that I was gonna say if you dude, said Tim, it wasn't Tim good, I was getting Riggins? off the air. Are you air. fucking kidding me? Fucking uh, Riggins. Fucking Riggins, baby. Number one. <laughs> fucking that was Riggins. a classic Riggins was show. the fucking best. Dude, even when had... it was East Dillon, it was good. Yeah. Dude, who With was? Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, who was the chick, too, that ended up marrying Jeter? God, what was her name? Oh, yeah. Lila, I don't... Lila Garrity, or... maybe, I think, was her character's name. Dude, I don't think she married Jeter. I think she was engaged to Jeter. Like, uh, uh, Jeter was at the end of his contract. Minka he was Kelly. engaged. And then he signed – yeah, then Jeter signed a three-year deal and broke up with her. He's like, well, I got three more years in the figs, baby, uh, so this yeah. isn't happening. <laughs> Dude, Jeter, I think, used to have a, like – I think I saw this one time. But I would love to see Jeter's, like, resume of uh, chicks because it's fucking Dap Natch. He's way up there. You have to contact the CBC for that, Matt. Oh. <laughs> he uh, was spreading the herps around a little bit. Hey, I think if you're a chick, it might be worth it to get with Jeter. Didn't he too? <laughs> didn't he have like a one night stand package where like he would bring yes, he a did. chick home, you know, have some fun and then like send her off and have like a like a basket. A going away basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I got you a car. They go in the car. There'd be autographed balls and everything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, okay. So, all right, for now. Well, thank you for clearing all that up with the overrated North Penn football. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Who wants to talk shit about high school football anymore? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably you're right, though. I would I would believe you if anything. But I did want to. Uh, so I want to move it on to the to the segment that's got the streets abuzz with laughter and enjoyment. I'm talking about memory lane. Where do these bizarre memories come from? So in English, if you say this is lame, when you're describing something, uh, what you are saying is that it's not cool, it's not awesome, uh, it's not interesting. All right, so that's lame as in not cool, as in, you know, everything. Uh, Get out of here. Yeah, lame, L-A-M-E. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to bring up a topic from the 90s 
and we're going to discuss, we're going to deliberate, and we're going to find out if that topic is totally radical tubular brah or if it's lame city. So, uh, Godfather of Me, being that you're the guest on this show, what is your memory lame topic? Do you remember the wristbands that you used to snap onto your hand? Oh, snap bracelets? Oh, yeah. snap, snap bracelets? bracelets? Fuck yes. yeah, I remember snap bracelets. Oh, my God, babe. Babe, come on. <laughs> that's like someone, like, that's like ingenious technology where it's like, like, this guy had this piece of shit metal. He's like, what am I going to do with this? Clap. Let me put some Let me put a piece fucking, of cloth over yeah, it. Yeah. Some shit-ass <laughs> design. Sell it to moron kids. That's the fidget spinner pogs kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. falls right in line with that stuff babe <laughs> oh yeah that shit was that shit was i mean dude i had slap bracelets like, dude, hey, do you want a bracelet that cosplays as a ruler we got you covered baby come dude, on over dude that and like do you want a bracelet that the cloth breaks in a day and then the metal kind of rubs against your wrist and turns it green because if so we got the bracelet for you dude but snap bracelets <laughs> were the gimmick they were huge did you, have, did you have some, Finel? I mean, I might be wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> For all those listening that can't see us, he's wearing four of them, actually. And they're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Pete, did you have a snap? No, but I had four sisters, so I'm very familiar with the snap bracelets. Yep. yep. Yeah, you do. Yep. So you didn't have, you have still. Yeah, have you still have? Yeah, they're still here. <laughs> yeah, yes, they're still here and kicking, and they all hate me. So it's great that you brought uh, up Matt. Only uh, three out of four hate you. Well, that's good. Hey, look at that. Look at me coming back here, huh? All right. Actually, Matt, I just got a text. It, it is all four. I was wrong. All right. Cool. Thought so. So uh, either way, so snap bracelets. They, I will say this. They, they were a thing that. I, I'm surprised they didn't make a comeback, right? Like, we've seen them. They had their day. I thought those were one of those things that we would see again. I did try and restart them in the uh, the early 2010s. I went white belt, then black pants, Puma Sky 2s, and a black slap, slap bracelet. <laughs> thought it was really going to catch on. Didn't Where the hell did really you get the bracelet? I've, I've, uh, I, I acquired the bracelet by honest means is what I did. And the white belt, uh, God, I forget where I got that. Commerce, Somewhere. Matt. You, yeah, I think you, you probably pulled that out of one of your brother's closets. <laughs> uh, okay. So either way, so let's get this moving. So I did want to get some things out of the way. Uh, as everyone can tell, Mike's a, oh wait, no, we got to vote. So, okay, so, <laughs> so snap bracelets, what are we voting? Uh, Mike, since you brought up snap bracelets, it's, uh, you know, it's tradition that you be the first to vote. Are they totally radical tubular bro, or are they lame city? What's your thoughts? Lame city, without lame a doubt. City. Uh, Peter Hosen, your thoughts? Uh, I'm pretty sure I got grounded for breaking my sister, so I'm also going to go with lame city, Matt. Well, you know what? Because I couldn't bring it back in the early 2010s, we're going to round it out with a Mondo Lane. All right? So Mondo Lane for old slap bracelets. All right, good. So that was another rousing segment of Memory Lane. For all you guys listening, uh, if you want to submit a Memory Lane topic or item, you can do it on our Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can do it on our Twitter at Working P Pod, or you can send us a video at Working Peapod on TikTok. 
If you send us a video from the uh, Tacony Palmyra Bridge with your suggestion, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Headed down that way, actually. I'm taking a. I'll do it from there. Yeah, you're gonna with go. On, you got to go on the bridge though, not like it, in your car. Like, look at me. It's got to be on the bridge. Yeah, I'll pass on that. I will say this. I mean, it is crazy because where it's at, right? God, it's not Frankfurt and Summerdale. It's like one of those next to Frankfurt and Summerdale, but it's like right on the river, the neighborhood there, right? So I go through the neighborhood, not the greatest, but not the worst either. You know, it's not like it's K&A or anything, but it's like you're going through. I go through the neighborhood. You go under 95. You pass like some, you know, industry buildings or whatever, and you're going up the bridge. Right. Then it's but there, it is kind of cruddy on our side. As soon as I get to the other side, there's like they're doing construction now, but there's like a park there. There's like five cops always hanging out. Then I go through this neighborhood that looks like it's like from Cape May. You know what I mean? With like all like the like the like the shore house kind of gimmick. It's all flat and nice and clean. I'm like, what the hell? What a difference a river makes, you know? Then you go through beautiful Palmyra. Palmyra, New Jersey. Man, I will not have anybody speak positively about New Jersey on this podcast. I'll let you know that right now. You're right. You're right. And I'm sorry. And I misspoke. It's a terrible state and it's disgusting. Every piece of it. So, okay. So let's keep this moving. So I do want to get into this before we get any further. We are officially talking to the Godfather of Meat. It's official. You can find him on TikTok at Godfather of Meat and on Instagram at Godfather of Meat. He's got just under 200,000 followers on his TikTok page, and he's got over 1.5 million likes on the TikTok page. And it's because this motherfucker knows some meat. All right. (laughs) He travels around. The videos, the content he puts out is fantastic. But- he is a connoisseur, so that means he's been around, right? Pete, yep, you are yep. also a connoisseur of meat. You love meat. Matt, I, I love meat. Not only do I love meat, but I love cheesesteaks specifically. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something's so, caught me on this page because there's this – been so I, I don't know. Like I've always – from what I've known is John's roast pork is the best. It's been the best forever. But Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philly has been getting a lot of buzz, and I'm Ooh. seeing this on your TikTok and Instagram page. So okay. is this really better than John's? I think it's – I hate – John's I, 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 is very good. So hold on. Yeah, real, yeah. real quick, though. Real quick. Let's preface it. So uh, Pete is saying that – Pete had said on a previous podcast when we had Vinny Ravioli on here, uh, Vinny, Vinny Ravioli and Pete both agree that John's roast pork is the best. Finelli has been – Mike Finelli, the godfather of meat, has been to all of them. But the one of them that's the toughest to get to right now is Angelo's, right? And Correct. And Angela's in South Philly, and P- and Finelli has a story of how it was impossible for him to get into it, but he he was eventually able to get there. But then he went there, and what did you get from Angela? So he took two hundred phone calls. Two hundred. I- this is an exaggeration, Pete. So no, I, I show the call log in the video. Yeah, it's exactly. Is this during the pandemic or pre-pandemic or so Dude, this was him- a month ago? And that's honestly not even. The most I've seen, I, I follow a couple like cheesesteak sites on Facebook and I've seen people post that they've called 700 times and they have the call log to prove it. Whoa. Jesus. So here's the thing. I I like John's roast pork. I think John's roast pork is very good. I can't give you a real judgment on it because when I went to Angelo's, I got the Tony head. I think it was Tony. I head. Think that's what it's called or I forget what it's called, but. It's a garlic bread cheesesteak. Oh, oh so we're going gourmet. Yeah. 
Well, I wouldn't say that's gourmet. I but mean, it's not standard. Putting <laughs> not it on standard. That's standard. Putting why it on garlic bread. That's why I won't sit cheap. here and say like I can't give you a fair. It's yeah. not a head to head. We got a uh, we got a specialty versus a uh, an old fashioned. I can tell you that I really like Angelo's roll, which they make in house. And... Oh, they make their own rolls. Yeah, that's huge. Is it seated or we got seated rolls or what do we got going seated on? Seated rolls and rumor has it. The owner of Angelo's is married to a Sarcone. So, oh. anything about it. Collusion. Collusion. How well, long has Angelo's been around? I think for maybe six or seven years. I could oh. be wrong. But so, it's, yeah, not, it's not like a, it's like kind of fresh in the game then. Yeah, I think it's, I want to say like 2014, maybe 2012 or 2014. So, they used to be walk in only, right? And then yeah. the pandemic hit. And they made it so it was calling, but they only, only it's, it's one landline yep. that you're calling. So it's it's legit. Like you got to like it's just you just what you, you get call, the call until you, yeah you keep calling. Wow! And what do they do? You order and then they just give you a time. They give you a time slot, and then everybody sits outside and waits for. They just you call know, your name. To- that was like the old we went Pizzeria in. Badia. <laughs> I never, I've never been to Pizzeria Badia, but I've heard that's very good. Did they let you yeah. film in there? Yeah, they let you film out front. Did, 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 well, I do that. I've tried to get in contact with them to do like anything, but yeah, they, um, they're yeah. dude, they're just so busy. I mean, you that's go in there, there was what? literally like thirty people in the back constantly making. You know, some like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Like, you can, can you see, see them make the cheesesteak, or you don't even get to see it? Like, everything's it, you, open. Like, you can see, uh, like, I, I don't know that I, you can see the griddle, but you can see people like making hoagies, stuff like that. Do they have like a? I know when you go to Dallas Sanders, they have like a mountain of meat. Is that the same kind of thing where it's just one guy's just constantly chopping up meat? Um, I'm honestly, I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> recall seeing. They have to. If they if they have that much volume, they're just constantly slicing and cutting and cooking meat. I'm like sure. Yeah, yeah, they have. I mean, they're. Did they use the 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 prime? Well, or? they they might not be. So you know, just to give my cheesesteak connoisseurness around here, there's like Ooh. a couple different kinds of cheesesteaks. Right, like, like there's the real chopped up cheesesteak where they do have all the subs of meat up there, and they're just constantly chopping. And then there's more of the John's roast pork or or the Joe's cheesesteak where it's ready made. It, it's a little bit bigger slices. And it's a little bit moister, and that's why I tend to like those ones better. It's a little bit yeah. more, more moisture, which uh, I like Dallas Andrews, but they're a little bit dried out. Pete, what is your thoughts on uh, like a Pats and Chinos? I mean, like it's a cheesesteak, um, but you know, like uh, go it's there, a, get your, yeah. you know, you it's go to tourist. John's, you get your cheesesteak, and then you go to Pats and you take your picture, and then you put it up on Facebook. <laughs> so I always kind of thought that, but you know, Pats and Chinos, Pats especially, obviously, is the original, so. You can't take that away from them. Without them, no. there's, you can't there's take no that away from them now. And there's a reason that they are, you know, have been there and doing it this long. I mean, yes, it's not the top cheesesteak in the city. I, you know, I don't think by any means, but but you got to give them the respect. And True. you know, that's a place like if I have a cousin come from California, that's where I'm taking them because yeah. that's part of the experience. Like you okay. go, you see the pictures on the wall. That's what they want to see, and then you take them. Somewhere else and get another sandwich. Right, right, another right. cheese. You know, yeah. That's that's the first stop. You get them the tourist that's, one, and then yeah, yeah, that's what the you know, the pictures, yeah. the co- you know, the bright colors. That's yeah. cool. That's it's all part of the experience. Yeah, you get yeah. one. You, you 
two guys go there, you get a cheesesteak from each, and you switch, and you do your little combinations. As I yeah. was just at Gino's uh, maybe a month ago. I, I got to go inside, eat inside, film. It was awesome. And the cheesesteak was good. It yeah. was, it was bra- cheese- I went for breakfast. Yeah. I had a 1030 cheesesteak. <laughs> the, the cheesesteak's fine. But the reason I go with John and, and Josie, it's the little things. Like, I'm an American cheese guy of everything. Yeah. And when they put the American cheese on, it, they don't allow it to melt. So you get like just the, the hard slices. Whereas with yeah. John's, it melts through. And it's also the only place I've ever gone to where I don't need extra cheese. Like I'm an extra cheese guy. I go to John's Rose Pork the first time. I get extra cheese and I look at it and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I didn't need extra cheese. So, you over cheese. I over cheese. It's never happened yeah. to me. Uh, so Finelli, I mean, we won't say uh, I know a guy. And I think Finelli, you might know him too, who uh, got over cheese at Mama's Cheesesteak. Yeah, and that place, I've heard this story. Yeah, that place is that place will over cheese you and legit like you got like freaking cement in your stomach, bro. That's yeah, but tough. you know what? Mama's is a top three cheesesteak in my it's opinion. Fin- it's I don't phenomenal. care. It's I don't phenomenal. care what he says. Yes, they do put a lot of cheese on it, but it's you know, I, I'm a cheese fan, so you know what I. It, it. <laughs> so, but uh, okay, so Finel. Are you and I? I'll cut this if you don't want to say it. But are you allowed to say your three favorite Philadelphia, Philadelphia-based cheesesteaks only in the city, or do you not want to say it? I'll just give you a general top five. Top five, not even necessarily not, not, not in, in order, order. Just hey, here you go. This is top tier. Okay. So for all right. So for a special treat, the Godfather of Meat for all you guys listening that want a good steak in Philadelphia in the Philadelphia area or whatever he's the godfather of meat himself the king connoisseur of all the cheesesteaks he's going to give us the top five not in any order but he's just going to give you the top five so if you're looking to try good steaks check out the top five of the godfathers godfather what do you got buddy first one's going to throw everybody off we're crossing the bridge we're headed to new jersey and we're going for a kaiser roll with poppy seeds at donkey's what Kaiser roll? What is what? this? What is this madness? What? Got to take my. Oh yeah, I I had to try it out. I didn't believe it either. But so donkey like onion. Yes. Okay. If you like onion on your cheesesteak? Love it. That, that's fried or raw? Fried. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so is it big don- enough? Like I mean, the cheesesteaks are pretty hard. I, I, yeah. The Kaiser. I need like a twelve inch. Yeah. Or is this a special Kaiser? Pete, go do your homework. Go check out the Godfather Meat. Watch my video. I got a perfect right. video in there. Yeah. You can go watch it. You all see right. it yourself. So donkey. So all right. So the now this isn't in any order. He's just saying it. But so uh, the first one put into the top five. I'm not. We're not saying it's number one. It's just the first one he said is donkeys in Camden, and it's a cheesesteak with some onions on a Kaiser roll. I'm assuming American cheese finale. Is that right? I. I'm a Cooper Sharp guy, but I think what they had the just fuck reg- curveball? I think they're just regular American cheese. It's not Wiz, and I don't think it was Cooper Sharp. Okay, all right. So American, I like the Cooper, but I'm a half and half guy because I like the sharpness. But all I like so much cheese, I can't go pull pure Cooper. It's it's. I love Cooper Sharp. I think yeah. Cooper Sharp's no good. other. Cooper Sharp's um, good. All right, so I got donkeys out there. I'm gonna throw Mamas on the list. Mamas, we we discussed. Yep. Yep. Where, where's Mama's here? located, Matt? Or Balakinwood. Balakinwood, yeah. Balakinwood, all right. Yeah. Mama's is a big steak. That's oh, a yeah. big steak. That's a and good that's like steak. pizza cheese. That's yeah. not – I don't think that's American cheese. It's definitely not American <laughs> cheese. But Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's something. 
So a mozzarella. I'm gonna throw Cosmies on there. So Cosmies. Okay. okay. So this is kind of a lesser known one, right? Where's Co- is it? I mean. It's so not, I wouldn't say they're lesser known. Yes, they might be lesser known in the cheesesteak game, but they got incredible sandwiches yeah. all around. And they actually have put a Godfather cheesesteak on the Ooh. menu named after me. That is no all BS. Right. But and that's not but that's not why I'm saying that. I've been going to Cosme since I was See, that's honestly, 10 years old. That's how I'm, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. I sorry. Mean, so like my Give you background how I got into like you know food into good food and sandwiches stuff right. like that. You're a thigh. Up, well, that yeah, I like to eat. So growing up, my, my brother and I would hop in his, uh, you know, nineteen eighty one Chevy Celebrity, and <laughs> he'd get it up to about forty miles an hour, and we'd head down to the city and grab a sandwich. You know, a new spot every week, and nice. sometimes we'd go back to spots that we'd already tried, but we always yeah. would try. A different spot so but you had Cos- a favorite oh yeah so cosmies is one that we went to you know when i was that young and then nice. like even one of my first dates with my wife we went to a phillies game we picked up sandwiches at cosmies ate it in the park oh yeah so there's some history nice. there and he turned out to be one of my followers and i made a video on termini brothers yeah which is ah, right up the termini block, brothers yeah yeah which is right up the block and he commented like, "Oh, have you ever been to Cosby's?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I love have, Cosby's. Have I fucking been to Cosby's? Come on, I am Cosby. Yeah, Matt, we might have to do a working perspectives cheesesteak crawl after this episode, dude. I'm down. I would so, love. Go with the Diablo if you like spice. Go with the Diablo. That's been on the food. The not the food. Cool. Ne- it's not the Food Network Travel Channel. Uh, food Paradise. What is so? But Fennel, what's the name of your cheesesteak there? Or your Godfather. Sandwich. Okay, so God, it's called... and it's a garlic bread cheesesteak. Oh, baby, I might oh, be yeah. trying that. Yeah, Damn. dude, I'll Cosme's tell you what. is is very good. I'll tell you what, garlic bread changed the game. The first time I ever had it, I had a uh, garlic bread chicken cheesesteak at this place called Diane's out in King of Prussia area, like Wayne. Dude, yep. br- like I was, it blew me away how good it was so oh, yeah. the garlic bread changes the game got the crunch you got the like the nice texture with the garlic bread because it's not like super hard it's got like flaky outside crispy or like you know soft inside perfect man perfect stuff so okay so so far let's go down the list we've said donkeys we've said mamas we've said cosmies cosmies is on south a street in south philly right yep. this is kind of one of those like neighborhood ones kind yep. of yeah okay Nice. Okay, so Cosmes, and then for all you out there, if you want to try Cosmes, remember order the Godfather and tell them you know the Godfather meat. Okay, so that's three. So we got two more. So what's the next one? So I will throw Angelos into the top five. Wow! Even without testing the regular, I I can tell you right off the bat the meat was good. Yeah. You know the bread. you well, the tell. ingredients, like, oh, yeah, like, like minus, taking garlic isn't going to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can minus the garlic and know that dude, that's that's a legit cheese thing. Dude, but the fact that they make bread in-house, that's killer. That's a game changer, right? Definitely. That oh. is a game changer. What and, time do they open? Uh, noon, I believe. When do they close? Oh. Probably... Eight or eight or nine. I'm. I don't and think whatever they want. Just, and it's <laughs> just fuck all day. It's go go oh, go. Yeah. Pretty much. That's unreal. Good for them. How did yeah. they blow up like that? Just word of mouth. Um. 
I they weren't think so. Well, that bar, uh, well, didn't Barstool go there for a cheesesteak oh, and a pizza? I believe. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but I think they're just one of them spots. Like yeah. you know, if you knew, you knew, and now everybody knows. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Good. That's great. All right. Cool. Okay. So the so number four, uh, and this again isn't a ranking. It's just the top five. This is a tier. Any order a tier. Yes. So. Top five cheesesteaks you should try thus far. We have Donkeys. We have Mamas. We have Cosmies. Then we have Angelos. And now, what's the fifth one going in, Fennel? Uh, I am going to shock. I'm not going to say John's Roast Pork. I'm going to actually go. Oh. Ca- I'm going to go Cafe Carmella. What? You're throwing places at me I have not been to. I have research wow. to do now. I have homework. Yeah, I thought you said a, you were a connoisseur. Come on, man. I, I, you know some. what? I, I, <laughs> I was in my you, youth. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> no, he's done, I mean, he's done all the majors. He's hit all the major ones. <laughs> Listen, I, I John's roast pork is excellent. I think there's a ton that are, you know, John's roast pork's good. What? I love Tony Luke's. I love, you know, all them spots. Steve's, so Joe's and yeah, there's, there's, you know, <laughs> not a huge fan of Steve's. Where is yeah, Cafe I, I Carmella? <laughs> Cafe Carmela is deep in the Northeast. Like Russian Northeast? Like little Moscow Northeast? Uh, I'm not, so I'm not even familiar with the Northeast, so I couldn't even tell you. I just know it's. If it's it's deep Northeast, then it's Russian. Let me think. I'm I'm looking it up, Matt, because I'm I'm from the Northeast, so I should know this. (laughs) I live in the Northeast, and I don't know Cafe Carmela's, but I feel like, you know, on, on Sunday, I feel like I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Oh, it's right by Nazareth Hospital. And uh, right. yeah, so it's right by Holy Family College. Oh, so that is my, Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So my aunt and my, my cousins live up there. So the next time I'm over there, I'm, I'm going to stop by Cafe Carmel. Dude, right. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I want to try all of these. This is going to be great. I'm excited for donkeys. I hate going to donkeys. Camden. But well, you know. it's funny. When we went over, I took my nephew and I'm like, bud, if it's anywhere, you know, a couple blocks away or anything like that, because we were getting closer, it was getting into rough neighborhoods. I'm like, yeah, we're not walking anywhere. So it's got to be like parking yeah, right. We're there. parking out not, front. I'm not a wimp or anything like yeah. that. It just was. It's, it's, know, it's Camden, man. What do you, you don't want? put it's yourself in them situations, Correct. especially when you got a younger, yeah. you know, not a kid, yeah. but. Dude, it's it's. I don't think it's a wimp or anything to be mindful that someone could carjack you and kill you and wouldn't think about it, and that's fucking Camden. You yeah, know what well, I mean, yeah. that's. I mean, it's a, it's unfortunate. Like you know, I hate saying that, but it's true. You know, like it's a fucking dangerous place. Well, that is a reason to go to Camden. I will say that they are they got a a parking lot that is attached to the you know their spot. Nice. Nice. It's yeah. kind of like a bar. I wouldn't even say All it's right. really a restaurant. There's yeah. a couple seats, but uh. I'm excited to go to Cafe Carmela's, babe. Cafe. Yeah. So, what kind of cheesesteak is this, Mike? Is it a, is a normal cheesesteak, or they got anything going on, like garlic bread or different kind of cheese? Anything? I think they have different stuff going on, but I think my, I just had a Cooper Sharp with fried onions, and it was excellent. Bread nice. was from uh, was it Karanji Bakery? Ooh. It's just very good. Um, now, Mike, I'm going to have to plug a friend. I'm going to ask if you had them, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you have Mike's Barbecue. I have not. They do a brisket and Cooper Sharp cheesesteak. Where is that at? Where is that? That is near Passyunk down in South Philly. Mark's barbecue, Mike's barbecue opened up a couple of years ago. Uh, uh, a friend of my wife's. Um, you can look him up on on Instagram. Um, he, you know, he, he had owned a bar in South Philly, and then he just started smoking meats around the city for five years, and then he finally opened up a restaurant. 
And the thing that kind of like set him off was he did this uh, brisket and Cooper Sharp cheesesteak. And right, Craig Bond like reviewed it. You might yeah. have to put me in contact with him. Oh yeah, if you want to get in contact, yeah, yeah, go for it. Because I got like, a couple write ups on him. As much as I like to do the cooking and stuff like that, and that's what my video started out with. Is yeah. I love going to different places and showing off, and it doesn't oh, even dude. have to be food places. Like yeah. I just, yeah. you know, dude, that's but that's like honestly, is that not the the best job there is? Right. Like you go around, you get to eat food, the delicious, delicious food, and you get to talk about it. And like, I, I will say this, right. For all you food porn addicts out there, the Godfather meat, that is food porn at the highest level. I'm telling you right now, might as well call fucking Lisa Ann over here with the <laughs> fucking food porn he's got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, your videos are top notch. The quality's great. And the content's phenomenal. I, it's a, it's, you know, it's no surprise that you're successful, but really like you are living the life of you get to, you get to go to these great places to eat, you know, like you get to, it's like an adventure when you're there and then you get like, you're, you're always trying new recipes and everything like that. Like, I don't want to date us, but the one video you aired today was really out of your comfort zone and you still nailed it with the vegetarian. So can you kind of, for all those listening for now, so this was the challenge. Uh, he was challenged by a fellow TikToker. Uh, what's the dude's name? Eric Howe. Eric Howe. He's, okay. he's he's huge on TikTok. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He's, you check his content out, you're probably already following him. Yeah. He, already go, he goes around the city and basically just sings at random people, and then he stops, <laughs> and people have to finish the lyric, or you know, people will blow him off, or they will finish the lyric, or they say they don't know, but yeah. He's awesome. He, he his content's really cool. But yeah. uh, he just catches you by surprise. He's like, all right, let's see if you can finish it. Yeah, yeah gen- he's just a genuinely nice guy, and I think that's why he's had so much success. Is like, you know, he doesn't even he just sings a couple lyrics, and you can just you get the vibe from him that he's cool. Yeah. And you know, he really was. So he came out and challenged me to make him a vegan sandwich, and you know, I was freaking out. You rose for a little channel. while. I didn't, yeah, I, right. yeah, I didn't know what to make. So, um, and I then remember I was, we were talking about it. You were like, you because you know, the, the, to ask the godfather of meat, the you know, to f- make something vegetarian. But dude, I saw what you did. So, can you kind of explain to for those people listening what you threw together for this guy? Yeah. So, talked to a good buddy of mine. He calmed me down a little bit and told me I was overthinking it. Yeah. So I ended up just making a veggie sandwich for him. Yeah. I marinated veggie egg- steak, really. Yeah, I grilled and marinated eggplant, and then I cut up zucchini, portobello mushroom, red onion, garlic. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something, but maybe wasn't not. asparagus on there? Nah, oh. no, no asparagus. Um, I think that's it. And then I topped it. I cooked that all up. I got that yeah. nice and crispy, and then yeah. I topped it with arugula and yeah. Like a balsamic, uh, that, I saw that glaze or whatever you want. And you call had the it. the vet, the vegan cheese or whatever. Yeah, and I did put vegan cheese on it as well. Which yeah, did you taste I even, it? I did not. Yeah, I don't think I could stomach that shit. It, had, you know what? It didn't look bad, and it yeah. melted okay. Nice, but yeah, he said he liked the sandwich, and you Dude, know, with with the yeah. exception of the vegan cheese, like if, as long as that didn't taste bad, I, the sandwich would have been good. I mean. Yeah, I've made yeah. veggie sandwiches before, and yeah, they're not that bad. I just I, couldn't. Do I it love that day. you did the uh, the balsamic. 
on there. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, you got to get a little fancy every once in a while. Yeah, I, it sucks, too, that he couldn't do, like, a ricotta on there. Like, I remember I used to work at this place called Vinny T's, and they did, like, a ricotta spread on the bread on, like, a focaccia. And, like, okay. it was, a, like, a ricotta spread on the focaccia bread. Then they did all the veggies in between, right? And that was your, like, veggie sandwich, dude. We Those things sold, like, fucking hockey because you'd grill the veg, right? So you do, like, a spread of ricotta on each like you cut the focaccia in half do a spread of ricotta on each side grill the veggies and it was like eggplant tomato onion uh, asparagus and maybe artichoke maybe not artichoke did you have artichoke? I love artichokes i no, i did not because i don't that's like a random one so yeah. you don't know if people are gonna like it yeah. or not yeah i love artichokes and i love them on a sandwich yeah but so they he had like so they would do that and then you know close up the close up the focaccia bro we sold those things like fucking hotcakes, man. People ate them up. I wonder if they had a vegan ricotta, though. I doubt that. I don't know. But, you know, it doesn't surprise me if you season stuff properly, yeah. Yeah. you can make anything taste good. Agreed. I mean, oh, yeah. I, Agreed. you know, I, I could go to Outback and get a steak where I can season it, season it the right way at home and not pay 31 bucks and yeah. have just as good a steak. Probably better. Yeah, it's like I'm yeah. like I uh, like I love steak, but I never ordered out at restaurants because I'm like, well, I can do this at home. Like I can get a good yep. piece of meat, I can salt and yeah. everything. Like when I go out, I want to get like something I can't make myself, like a pasta or something, you know, a little bit different. Sure. What do you, yeah. So how much does that suck for now? Like when like that must happen to you all the time, where you go to a place and you're just taking your family out for dinner or whatever the fuck it is, and you go to a place and like you you order and eat and all this stuff and you're like god this is just i could have made something so much better and like that must really stick I, in your craw right i mean i'm a fairly well educated eater so i go yeah. to places i know i'm going to get something good if i want to get a cheesesteak if i don't feel like making one i'm going to either go to goombas rays or pudgies and i'll get a good cheese you're not stopping at wawa no <laughs> no and then, you know, if I want good barbecue, I'm gonna have to try Mike's. Yeah, so Mike, what 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 are your barbecue places then? My barbecue places are not in Pennsylvania. Oh uh, well, yeah, I mean that makes sense. <laughs> I've, my dad lived in Texas, so I've eaten barbecue uh, all over yeah. Texas. So you won't find. Did you go to that famous place in Texas? The one the the one that was on the movie Chef, where uh, it was like they they like stoke the fires all night, and it's like a rib. Like a slab. I think that's of... all of them, Matt. Yeah, I was, there's oh. just all of them that are like that. I'm really? trying to think of some to... of the fame. Like I've been to a lot of the ones in Austin. I haven't been to Franklin Barbecue, but the best barbecue I had in Texas was at a place called Vitex in Waco. They did a okay. they did a thing called a gut pack. It's uh, Fritos, a bed of Fritos, like the chip. Yeah, and then they topped it with brisket, baked beans, white onions. Uh, pickled jalapenos, tons of cheese, jalapeno sausage, and barbecue sauce. And it was delicious. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. But, but in actuality, though, I the best barbecue restaurant I've ever been to all around, that was the best barbecue meal I've had, was in South Carolina at Rodney Scott's. Like, everything was very good. Like, I oh, didn't, shit. there was not one bad thing on that we tasted. Everything was, you know, top top two or three I've ever had. So wow, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. 
It's amazing awesome. how I keep this beautiful physique. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, you I remember like when Kobayashi and all them were like doing the eating gimmick, like they were just working out like crazy. I think Chestnut does too. Like, don't they work out all the time just because like you got to oh, feed yeah. the engine kind of thing, right? Like it can't just not go anywhere. But what, you're a svelte, svelte, sexy son of a bitch, you know? What exactly do you mean by working out? <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know that word. 12-ounce <laughs> curls, uh, Mike. 12-ounce curls. Yeah, yeah baby. Yep. So for those of you listening out there, thank you to Fennell for giving us the top five cheesesteaks. Make sure you check these out. We did Donkeys in Camden, ca- uh, Cafe Carmela's in the Northeast, Cosme's on South 8th Street, Angelo's in South Philly, and then Mama's in, in uh, Balakinwood. So, okay, so let's keep it moving. I do want to get into some work other than, you know, the Lord's work that you're doing now being the godfather of meat. So I want to talk. So you were born in Harleysville, Pennsylvania, and you grew up in Harleysville. You went through like the Sourton School District until ninth grade. Then in ninth grade, you went to Lansdale Catholic to play football, right? Uh, Like we said, you were a standout in football there winning the big game against Pendale in ninth grade when, you know, kicking an onside kick, rushing for a touchdown and having a pick. And then you uh, graduated from LC. You did a little bit uh, at Bucks County Community College, but then you went right into work. But I do want to talk about this. So you played baseball from when you were a kid from like your age of six to like 12. You did soccer from like six to 10. But football was kind of like your your that was your sport. So you started playing in seventh grade and then you went on to play through high school. I did not play through high school. I actually quit my senior year. I'm I didn't want to say it, but okay. (laughs) I I mean, dude, I'm no football star. Trust me. You you, I'm not the one to talk football with because like I like it. You know, I like it more now as a coach. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it till I was done playing. So that's oh, real. I, yeah, I did want to bring what, that what, up. What was the uh, – why didn't you like it, if, you, if we don't mind asking? What was it? Yeah. What was the, well, the drag on it? Um, I mean, just a lot of pressure. Yeah. For, like, just growing up, I mean – Yeah. I don't – like – yeah. The expectation is high. When the expect- it's just, yeah. you know, I kind of fell out of love with it. Yeah, in wrestling, you know, me and Matt wrestled. We call it Hugh. Had enough wrestling where you had these guys that are good or what, and it's just like, you know what, I'm, I'm just done. I'm tired of cutting yeah. the weight. I'm tired of making it to the two-day practices or the three-day yeah. practices and, and all that kind of fun out. stuff. So, it, yeah, it does, you know, sports at the youth level, especially when we were growing up, they uh, they could burn you out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when, if, you know, when you have people pushing you. Yeah. Yep. That definitely, you know, it it catches up there and when you get to high school too it's like you know you're you're concentrating on other things and like there's a bunch of distractions and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that and they, i can't leave that out i mean trust me i was just trying to have fun at that point so and we all were brother we all were there's no harm in that everybody does and if you don't then you're a fucking psychopath so it's summertime yeah. you're at two days and everybody else is going to devil's pool and throwing back some road sodas it's yeah, uh yeah it's not it's as much tough. fun yeah yeah yeah, you're right. You're right. Plus, too, like, it is to be said, you know, there not every, like, there are successful football teams that have dickhead coaches. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and I'm not saying that your coach is a dick, but I'm not, you know, not every coach is a good guy. So, it's like, they, like, they can affect kids, too. Like, say you had a coach when you were younger that was the fucking best coach ever. Then coming up, you're expecting all these coaches to be like that, and it turns out like, well, this coach is a fucking bag of donkey dicks. You know I was I mean? pretty like, fortunate. I had always had pretty good coaches, so yeah. I no complaints there. 
All right, good. So, okay. So do you want to, so you said you had a story about the, uh, the LC, uh, the LC freshman game, right? Where you had, so how did, so you'd had an onside kick that you, did you recover the onside kick? So actually, no, I kicked it. So, so you, I, oh, you I had kicked, I hadn't kicked one kick, kickoff all year. And I, I don't even know who the kicker was, but I don't know if he was ineligible or if he was hurt and couldn't play. So I ended up doing the kicking. First play of the game, I kicked an onside kick, and we recovered. That's it. fucking awesome. That's yeah. some Andy Reid shit right there. Which brother. is funny because it, if you guys know LC, you know that whole program at that time was very old school. So yeah. onside kick kicks to start thing. the game is very out of character. Hey, you gotta you gotta keep him guessing, brother. That's what you gotta do. So you were were you, were you lined up as the kicker, or did you just come from somewhere else? I didn't even no, expect I was it. lined up as the kicker. The kicker yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. That must have been hilarious. So okay, so you were you were the kicker, and uh, what did you play running back as well? Fullback. Fullback. Okay, Fullback. so you were like a Mike Allstott. Yes. Okay, so you uh, kicked an onside kick first play of the game. Then you would have a rushing touchdown later, right? Yep. They Correct. just couldn't stop you, man. You were I remember you were just you're just a tank. Your your feet were just you know, and you were just going. Nice. Okay, good. And then uh then eventually you would have a pick. Would the pick seal the game, the interception? I believe it did seal the game. It was along <laughs> the sideline. But I happened to enter I like literally it was like the immaculate reception where you Franco Harris scooped it off yeah. the ground. Like I One literally hand. scooped it like that. No, two hands. Nice. And as you know, obviously I caught it as I was going to the ground. Dude, that's but that's <laughs> the best though. Because that's when like that like when a team can have that much energy and come together like that. Is there anything fucking better? That is the best thing about football. I did love playing football. And the reason was is because like like you're getting ready for battle with the other guys and you're, you know what I mean? Like the camaraderie that you would build on the team. And, you know, I, that all kind of shit was great. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? But yep. you know, that shit doesn't last forever. All right, fans, time for breaking the action to bring back one of our favorite segments. This is give it a shot with our good friend, Bob Quinn. If you're sick of wasting time surfing on the streaming service, finding nothing, then going to another streaming service and doing the same damn thing, then you need to start giving shit a shot. On this segment, Bob Quinn will give you some suggestions on what to watch so you stop wasting time surfing and start enjoying those subscriptions that you're stealing. Bob, give us a shot. Coming at you today with this TV show on Hulu and FXX, it's Dave the life story of one Dave Bird, aka Lil Dicky. What I'm saying is, give it a shot. All right, that was give it a shot with our good friend Bob Quinn. Now back to the show. So, okay, so either way, so let's keep it moving. We'll stop reliving your glory days. So uh, you went and played football and stuff, but I want to get into, like we said, you played football and everything till 11th grade. But I want to get into your job history, right? Yep. So you started off in seventh grade. You started off as a busboy at Giandini's, right? Correct. Now, did you kind of have a thing for food, like, you know, like an interest in food before working here as a busboy? Or did like you, you get there and you're like, oh, I kind of like this. You know what I mean? Like what kind of piqued your interest? So I was already into the food at that point, but this was like, 
fine Italian, not fine Italian food, but pretty good Italian. Higher food. level, yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't really anything that sparked my interest. I enjoyed eating it though. It was tasty, but it was they didn't have like cheese steaks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it was more like they'd have like specials and things like that. And... Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. So you're a busboy there. Uh, so I was a busboy as well at like an uh, upscale Italian place when I was a kid. That was one of my first jobs. What? How did you like it? What did you learn? What are the kind of things you remember? What do you got? I loved it because I got the gift of gab. I like to yeah. talk to people. So yeah. bouncing around table to table, bossing, talking to new people, meeting new people and that's right up my alley. I like to do. Oh, you were like a Gabby busboy. You you were talking with the customers. Oh yeah, because and to be honest, <laughs> I was waiting tables by eighth grade, even yeah. though I oh, was nice. super young. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my sister worked there, and she was older. So and you know, I was I was good though. I was a good waiter. I was young, but yeah, I always had a ton of money in my pocket and. Was ready talk, to go. Though, that's the great thing about the restaurant industry you know like you, you get the job yeah. at you know the uh grocery store or whatever you're getting the weekly checks but having that cash all the time after every shift is nice when you're uh in oh, eighth yeah. grade especially yeah. <laughs> definitely cash is king dude nothing especially then having i hated when i went to like the paycheck route i love that when you could get just cash in your pocket there was nothing oh, yeah. better now so, I- I don't yeah. even know what cash is anymore. I, oh, I couldn't tell you last time I had cash in my pocket. Agreed. I hear the kids now get uh, they they get tipped in Dogecoin, is, is what I've heard. Oh, a little Dogecoin, huh? Doge okay. cat coin. All right, nice. So, okay, so you're working as a busboy there at Giandini's, and then you would eventually be a, a server there at Giandini's as well? Yep. And so you worked there from seventh grade all the way through high school, and people listening – uh finelli here used that money that he made at this place to pay his way through catholic school himself yeah this caught my attention like i'm used to like my you know your parents like oh i paid my way through college i've never had anyone like i paid my way through high school (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. i mean my mom definitely didn't have the money to do it and i wanted to go there so that's how it was i mean i did have a little bit of help towards the end of high school but um, but that was like you, know. you you told your mom like i want to go to this school and she's like it's going to cost this much and you're like all right i can uh i can make this happen yeah. yeah i used to go into the tuition lady every monday and give her what i made basically over the weekend and oh really I think my freshman year i was paid off in like february oh i was like awesome. ahead of schedule dude that's but uh up. i know ricky outland did the same thing and we when did we he had, really? yeah when we had Rick Outland on here he'd spoken about being a waiter at the roasted pepper in Chalfon yep. yeah and he had, he had done, he didn't say it on the show but he had done the same thing where he paid for his high school as well doing the same thing and like do you think looking back Fennell, money well spent or what um <laughs> yes for the yeah. friendships I've made yeah. yes I wouldn't be on here I wouldn't know you right. I wouldn't have went to LC. Oh, is there yeah. something that is there something about LC that made you want to go there? Was it the, the football to, program? At that time, I wanted to play football. My brother went there. Okay. I grew up going to every high school game that they had. So yeah. it was just yeah, it was second nature. But in reality, I should have went to Souderton. Like you know, I had a lot of friends in Souderton too, and you know, I'm still friends with some of them as well. So it, it, yeah. it was worth going to LC. I guess yeah. overall, yeah. I mean, but you know. The, at the time, if you were going to play for football, LC was much better than Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was horrible. Yeah, at so that if time you, they were. And you were, you know, and you were going to play like you know, it does for those people. Like, it, and it happened for Pete, where it's like 
when you're at a high level of a sport in high school, it turns into a job because that's what you're using to pay for college. You know what I mean? So like you're essentially every practice, every weight training, all that, all that stuff. That's kind of like, you're putting money in the bank to pay for your college if you're at that level. And that's kind of what the X, like, you know, when you're planning that stuff out, you have to think of that. So if it means transferring schools to get a better look at a better program, then that's what you do. So nice. Okay. So good. So you were busting at G and Dini's after you left there, 12th grade, you went and worked for Laura's pizza and that's in, in Saturn as well, or Harleysville or what? That's in Harleysville. Okay. So what's this like? Is it a same kind of gimmick where it's a pizza place, kind of cheesesteak and pizzas and strawberries? Yep. Pizza place. Just their, you know, basic, uh, you know, your local town pizza place. You know, each town's got their, you know, one really good pizza place. And I would say Laura's was Harleysville's good pizza spot. Nice. Was it a pay cut at all? I know because restaurants, you know, you get that cash, a little bit of money. Pizza places aren't as much. Did you take a little bit of pay cut going there or? And what um, were, you, were you cooking? I wait, were you delivering? Nah, I waitered, nah, I oh, waitered okay. there. So oh, I you were waitering. Okay, so they had sit-down service and everything. Yeah, I made good money there as well. I mean, yeah. that was the busiest restaurant in Harleysville at that point. So. Oh, wow. Was, okay. it, was it a different type of clientele where, like, Giardini's you're getting, like, so couples yeah. and business people and, like, like kind of, like, you know, but at Laura's you're getting, like, the family of 10 and, like, the, you know, football team after the game kind of stuff? Gene Dini's was just a little ahead of its time for Harleysville. At that time, yeah. <laughs> Harleysville was loaded with, you know, I'm, and I'm not being mean, but like 70, 80 year old yeah. uh, people that didn't want to go and spend twelve ninety five at the time for chicken parm when they yeah. could go yeah. to the pizza spot and spend and get a seven ninety five. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's all it was. Gene Dini's was awesome. It just, was yeah. about 15 years too early. If you look at Harleysville now, when you have like oh, Butcher they would and Barkey, oh my God. Yeah, they would. I love Butcher and Barkey. That's the spot. Yeah, well, I got northbound right by me. So that's. I've never had that. Is that good? That's there. It's uh, the people that own Butcher and Barkey bone northbound as well. Oh, nice. So it's basically like, I think they have like the sexy fries or whatever. Oh, okay. What about, uh, God. There is a, my mom raves about this barbecue spot in Satterton. Do you go, is there like a, I don't know. I don't Jesse's. know. There, well, there's two. There's two now, but I was, I'm sure she's talking about Jesse's. Is it good? It's good. It's definitely good. People rave about it. Um, it's one of them things like, I like to make barbecue too. So yeah. I'll just make, I'll make it for the most part. It's, have you noticed like doing the channel? Has it expanded like, your knowledge of the things you're using, right? Like, or were you uh, already using that kind of stuff? No, I, I mean, I'm getting a lot of stuff sent to me. So, oh shit, look at this yeah. fucking guy. Fucking so it's definitely all, you know, some of it is new to me for sure. Nice. Still got some. My God, that's great though. So, and like, are you, so like, I, okay. So like, I've seen like, okay, like great British bake off and stuff. Like they, they'll talk about like the different appliances that are like fan assisted ovens and, and like, and like the different brands make a difference on the stuff. Is that kind of the same thing when you're, when you're doing your stuff, cooking the meat or what? What do you mean by that? Like, like are the certain, do you like certain appliances and certain brands of certain appliances better than others um, or no? Or is it like kind of all the same? So it's not all the same. It's definitely not all the same, but 
Don't I out. Am, I'm not saying am, out anybody. Don't out anybody. No, I'm not. I'm not out anybody. But I am very brand specific. Like I have, uh, obviously, I have a Blackstone griddle. If I ever went and bought another griddle, I'll buy a Blackstone. It's going to be Blackstone. Well, I, I have. have uh, I've never tried. I, I don't even know what that is. It's a flat top. That's what I make the cheesesteaks on. Oh, so flat top's called uh, a griddle? Well, it is a griddle. It's a big griddle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, something new. So I have that, and then I have a Weber charcoal grill, a Weber gas grill, a Weber Ooh. smoker. <laughs> oh, there you go. Weber, so, free ad. Here you go. And then I have an uni pizza oven as well. Jesus Ooh. Christ. Which you Dude. can make a you can make a pizza in that in ninety seconds. Dude, the fucking the one video you made, I think it was the barbecue chicken pizza. Yes. Fucking my own. My God. That I didn't cook, almost ate my phone. I didn't cook that in the uni, but um that oh, yeah. was wasn't that done in a skillet? That was yeah. just done in the cast iron skillet, which yeah. you can really uh, make good pizzas with if you have damn, a what's what's a uni look like? Is that is it like a brick it, like what's it's it almost shaped like uh home plate but oh. it, and it's like maybe 15 inches tall like the body of it now there is legs so it stands about yeah you know a foot and a half or however high off the ground but, but your kitchen the, the oven be... itself no this is all outside i'm like oh, okay I'm, I'm, I am fire out hazard. Space yeah, <laughs> I'm out of deck space and kitchen space. Unfortunately, Jesus Christ. That's Jesus my my, my Christ. wife has recently gotten into the uh, the Detroit style pizzas that she's making for us, and I'm not upset about it at all. I never even Detroit? heard of it until like a month ago, and yeah, Detroit style. What's Detroit style? The thing that I noticed about it is it's like a really crispy crust, kind of like oily. That's really crispy. And I know she uses different cheeses, but I'm not. And it's like a little bit thicker. Like it's not Chicago thick, but it's uh, it's somewhere in between. So wait, wait. It's a thin crust that or crispy crust that's thick? Yeah. But not it's not as thick or as uh, because like Chicago style, like what is that? That's more like a that's that's just fucking that's fucking lasagna. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a casserole. So thick. Yeah, so this is kind of like a hybrid, a little bit. <laughs> I did like. I'll tell you what. I had the the one uh, Luminati's when we were there. How was that? I fucking like Luminati's. I'm, the sausage gimmick at Luminati's is fucking all right. You know what I'm saying? I messaged Alex and told him I'm coming to Chicago. I'm looking him up and I'm going for food because I've never been to Chicago. <laughs> oh, and I know it's like you know what paradise. you know what you should do. Is that, uh, or I'll go to Chicago with you. We'll do a traveling, traveling show. I'm fucking in. So, but you know what you should do is because you have the pizza oven and my mom did this, you can order Luminati's frozen and then cook it in your oven. Yeah. But it's like, what? It's not the same. It's $70 a pizza. $70 for a slashed pizza. (laughs) Damn. So, okay. So nice. Okay. So let's keep this going. So you were working at Laura's pizza waiting tables again, then you left there. Then you went to the place where you've been off and on since then. And it, it's a company. Are we, do you want to say the well, name? Well, I'm not company? off and on. No, nah, I don't want to say the name. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I worked there for three years and I left for seven months and then I came back for 12 years. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've actually been back for 14 years. So, okay. Yeah, so we're not, not going to say the name, but it's a, is it like a kind of explain what it is? Is it a factory or what is it? It's 
uh, they make parts for planes, okay. uh, space shuttles, oil field. Oh, uh, Mil- so these are machine. fucking big pieces then. Jesus yeah, some of it is. Christ. Yep. So, like, what kind of are you working with? Like, dangerous materials and no. dangerous machines. Um, I mean, any any machine can be dangerous. So, yes, I guess I I am, but <laughs> you know, I'd really have to like stick my hand in yeah, yeah. the wrong spot and you know, almost on purpose. But yeah. you know, like my job, maybe I can get cuts and more uh, like. Yeah, you know, crushed fingers and stuff like that. I've already done that. Yeah, that's Mike. I don't know if you listened to our weekend pop, our uh, weekend popping, but our our other co-host Steve Cabot. He uh, he's a mechanic, and he told us a story about how he had the the tire machine shoot the wheel into his chest and knock him across the room. So I'm guessing not too much uh, of that. <laughs> that's yeah. actually my that happened to my wife. Um, oh really? Her husband, her husband, her father. <laughs> I'm her husband. Her father. Yeah. Uh, they owned a tire shop. And the, the retreading, that's what they're doing, was retreading. Right. And it blew up in his face. And he was medevac to Rochester. And Well, uh, Steven said the same thing happened to his father. His father had actually was in a coma for, like, months. And, uh, and you know, eventually came out. But this was before Steve was born. So when it happened to Steve, it was kind of like, uh, can we, should we tell anybody? Or are they all just going to flip out? Like, you're just like your father. <laughs> yep. Dude, that's exactly what, like, I guess his dad, from what he said, I think his dad has four sisters or something, if I remember correctly. But they were like, yeah, we're like, cause Steve, he was working on it. And I guess there's like an arm you can put over it that it will prevent it from like popping up. But he didn't do that. And it nailed him right in the sternum. Had it gone up, like had it hit him in the head, it's like, sh- like it's shattering his face. He's right? lucky it didn't kill him either uh, way. Oh, oh yeah, he, yeah, he knows. <laughs> he was, that's what he said. And he was like, because his dad had been in a coma because of the same thing and all this stuff. They were like, like his dad said to him, his dad was like, all right, are you okay? And Steve like shook it off. He's like, yeah, I'm all right. And he's like, all right, well, she's going to be here in an hour and there's three other tires. So you got to fucking get back <laughs> up and fix it. Right. And like, and then he was like, and we're not telling your fucking parent, like, we're not telling anybody because they're, they're going to freak the fuck out. Cause they, dude, he was in a coma. Like they were this close to pulling the plug on him because of this machine, you know? So I'm to sell the business. Yeah, dude, they <laughs> they uh I've been to their shop. They are like so busy, nonstop, great. It's one of those places if you like it's a and we'll give a shout out to Gwen Gwen Gwendale Automotive and it's because it's one of those places like I have trouble trusting people with my car or even like my bike, you know. So like if you like find a mechanic you can trust, you got to go Gwendale Automotive. Love the place. So <laughs> either way, so you're so the job you're at now they manufacture and and uh, produce like different parts for different heavy machinery, like so an airplane, a space shuttle, an yep. oil rig, like all those things. What kind of like are you making like the cover of the wing or like is it like what it could be? Are you working a, with steel or what kind of stuff are you working with? I'm working with composites material. Okay. Um, it could range from anything into uh, the engine of a plane to yeah. the seat cover for the stewardess on the plane. Oh, wow. So, I mean, so here's it is like the plane industry or, you know, the aerospace industry uh, wants to reduce the cost of flying planes. Sure. So what better way to do it than to cut weight? Well, yeah. composite yep, yep, material yep. is very strong and yeah. very light. Yeah. So 
there's is it premium. durable as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're like, so they're like, yeah, they're trying to find any way that they can cut costs and save some money and all that stuff, right? So, so can you kind of give us an idea what's a day like for like a day in the life at your job? So you wake up, you go to work. What's the first thing you're doing? First thing I do when I go in, I'll check my email, um, basically see what what happened overnight and go yeah. from there. Um, and I'll usually, I, I do like 3D printing is one part of my job. So Whoa. I usually will run up, take a look at the 3D printer, um, either start a job or take one that's finished off. And then I go back and then I start to manufacture parts. So I'm in like the research and development side of it. Um, okay. At one point I was in the union. I worked in manufacturing in the same department, but um, you know, I was pretty good at my job and yeah. was able to take a company yeah. job, yeah. Uh, basically doing the same thing, but instead of doing parts that have, they've been, you know, manufacturing for years, I'm helping create processes to manufacture new parts. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there's like a customer kind of come in and they tell you like, well, this is kind of what we want. And then you just kind of see if you can make it or is it like you're, they, I guess, so yeah. That, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, yes, basically, but that's like way above me. That's more like okay. that'll, that process starts with like applications engineers and stuff like that. Right. But what you kind know. of what kind of service like if I'm a customer, why like what are you providing to the customer? Like what kind of service are like are they paying for just the part or is like do you guys have a contract with a certain airline or is it small planes or so like if you're it, it's all of that, right? All yeah. of it. Yep. Yeah. So, but like, if you're a customer, you're going there knowing like, okay, these guys, they'll, they'll kind of go down to the smallest millimeter of the amount of like pro like amount of stuff they have to use, which saves them money in the long run. Right. And they have like, this is their, they have the best kind of product to use and stuff like that. And they'll, are you kind of letting the customers know like, Hey, we have this new design and this type of thing that'll save you this much money if you want to do this instead of you know, the old format that you were using. Is that kind of the stuff you're doing now? No, uh, I think customers come to basically the, our, my company, um, you know, they've been Going doing it for a hundred, they've been doing it for 150 years. So they've oh, already had, wow. oh yeah. I mean, they've evolved. They used to do like so hammers wait, back in the 1800s. Wait, wait, this com- the company you're at, we won't say the name, the company you're at has been around for 150 years. I think 157 years. Wow, man. That, yeah, dude, I mean, it, back that, so then, they survived every industrial revolution thus far. Yeah, back then. And was, every world war. They wow. started out as making like, um, what do they you put on a horse to ride it? Uh, saddle. Shoes, uh, saddle. saddle. Like saddles and stuff like that. And then it was like mallets in the early 1900s. They've just evolved. So they and even much- like, they cover their ass too, like. You know, the pandemic, aerospace obviously is dead, but yep, yep. semiconductor is not because people are bowing out and buying electronics. So, oh, yeah. wow. you know what, Mike? That is, uh, this is a big topic right now. So, your company, they help out with semiconductors? Yes. What, what, is, what do they do in the semiconductor industry? Hold on, hold on. Time out real quick. Uh, for those people listening, not me, because I'm smart, but for those people listening, what is a semiconductor? Um, I've honestly, I don't even know. I just know that we, we, uh, go after it. 
Let me make O like so they make tons of O rings. That's basically as far as I know what we make for that. Okay. Oh, oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. A semiconductor like the stuff they use inside computers and things like that? Yeah, like uh yeah, like the boards. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So semi uh, semiconductor material has an electrical conductivity value fa- falling between that of a conductor such as a metallic of copper or an insulator such as glass. Uh, its receivity falls as its temperature rises. Metals have whatever fucking stupid shit. So wait, is this the kind of stuff? <laughs> wait, so you guys make semiconductors. So what is the big deal, Pete, with semiconductors right now? Well, well we I, make I stuff think... in the semiconductor industry. I oh, think. right. Okay. So do you make the, I guess, the input, like uh, some of the raw materials or some of the things that help out in processing? or? Uh, I think they do like O-rings. I, I mean, it starts mm-hmm. as raw materials. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll, some of the materials they use are Why are semiconductors they... important? Though? Well, yeah, so not, not to get too geopolitical, but, but it's kind of like the big thing between the U.S. and China right now. There's always like tension, and like that's one of the industries that the U.S. dominates. In. The U.S. and Taiwan dominate in semiconductors. And there's always kind of this thing is China catching up. Like, are, are we ahead of them? Um, and there's like a lot of actually a shortage of a lot of this stuff right now. Uh, some of it's due to the cryptocurrency, actually, because everyone's in the cryptocurrency now and they're mining. And it takes up a lot of computing process. And so when everyone's getting into this mining industry, all of a sudden, like, you know, we, we use computer chips and semiconductors for, for a lot of uh, a lot of day to day activities. But now in, and there's just a shortage of them. You know what I mean? Basically, we're. we're uh, okay. okay, so have you guys seen the show John Ryan on on Prime? No. I have not. No. Oh. Well, they kind of. I think. I think they talk about this, but from what you're saying, so this is the kind of material that they use inside technology, right? Like, so yeah, any yeah, yeah. like phones, computers, fucking everything, right? Cars, TVs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a semiconductor. Once you say computer, that's everything today, right? Like everything yes. is run by a computer. Yeah, exactly. So every type of computer kind of gimmick, right? Even cars, whatever, anything that has that type of stuff, semiconductor is the kind of material that they use to build the board, like the stuff inside your phone, right? So that's like where the semiconductor materials come from. So what you're saying is, is that at your place, you kind of make the materials that would make semiconductors and things like that. Is that right? Uh, make stuff that would go inside the boards for like the computers and stuff. I see. So. I see. But yeah, it's right. a nice little pivot. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely an industry that's growing uh, and it's not going to yeah. stop anytime soon. Yeah. So it's a nice, it's definitely a nice pivot for your company. Yeah. Mike, how did you end up at this? Like, how did you end up at this company in, in, like to begin with? Like, yeah. my uh, uncle or in this actually, industry? My uncle actually worked there. So, or he still does, but uh, he got me hired basically a couple months after high school finished. Nice. Oh, nice, dude. I'll tell you what, when you find a place like this, like, like I, like I was in a meeting today at my job. I won't say where I work, but I was in a meeting today and there were people going around saying how long they've been there. And there was like eight people, right. In a meeting of 11, eight people had been there for over 20 years. That's you know a what I mean? Yeah, so oh, yeah. like, like a place that, you know, you've been there for like 17 years almost. Right. Yep. And like, so being there for 17 years, like that, like that just shows a place that will take care of their employees and be loyal to their employees. People don't leave those places, you know, 
and like no, I'm, job security and all that. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle's been there for, you know, probably 35 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Or, wow. I think he started in 87. So 34 years, I think. Jesus. My God. Yeah. But I mean, there's. Why would, why would you leave? If it's that. Yeah. Why? There's. Yeah. There was a maintenance guy that retired about two years ago that was like, you know, he had worked there for 60 years. Jesus Christ. Imagine like I like I was even talking to like some of the people that have been there for 20 and just the amount of change like people have like in the in the office and whatever before to now. Like I remember the one lady was saying like they used to be able to smoke in the office. Oh, yeah. I mean. Like yep. there was paper was everywhere. Everyone used paper. Like there was paper, like it was so much paper. You wouldn't know what to do with. Right. Like all so many paper forms now, like kind of that stuff's gone a little bit, you know, like they, they didn't have to take a smoke break outside, like all these different things, you know, I don't know. I mean, it is, it is. Well, crazy. and that's one of the reasons why we have so much more computing needs now, right? Everything used to be on paper. And now everything's going from paper to, you know, digital, you know, everything's yeah. in a PDF and saved on, on a, on a drive. And that takes more computing power, which takes more materials to conduct the computing, computing power. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So nice. Okay. So I don't want to blow up your company and talk about it too much. I do want to move on to uh, what we were discussing earlier. So like I said, Mike here, um, he is the godfather of me. And I kudos to you, man, because we, me and Pete here, we haven't been in the game for long living in the social media sphere. But the for as long as we've been on here, Pete has a really good social media presence, actually. I never did anything prior to the show, really. So coming on here and uh, I, I don't have a huge I, <laughs> I understand it <laughs> right but uh, yeah exactly and like you're you're co- like you're on there you're comfortable on there like you kind of have like you know like relationships yeah. and stuff on social media and things like that which that's what I'm saying you know but for for me I really just kind of like you know really just I I, I wasn't involved as much but now getting into the social media game is, dude, it is a full-time job. It is not easy. It is all the time. And yep. you've kind of been heavy into it with the Godfather of Meat for about a year, right? Coming so, up on a year, yep. Coming up on a oh, year, wow. right? And like I said, uh, just under 200,000 subscribers on TikTok, 1.5 million likes on his page. The content is freaking flawless. So how did you get started? What kind of gave you the motivation to keep it going to to get to like where you're at today? And uh, and so let's start there. So the motivation came from my cousin, which you yeah, of course, yeah, 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 great, yeah, shout out, great, hey, yeah. So uh, he was on TikTok, and I didn't even really know what it was at yeah. that point. So you know, he's like, I just got that Blackstone griddle. He's like, man, you should be putting videos up on there. There's there's like no content for that. If this takes off, you know, you never know. And yeah. <laughs> like, thought about it, and then I'm like, I this probably started. You know, he was hounding me for a bit, and finally, I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I'll make one. And you know, he edited my first couple videos. Like I. <laughs> I took the film and sent it over to him. I didn't know how to do, you know, edit anything, do any of that. And finally, like, I realized, like, all right, if I want to keep doing this, I can't ask him to edit a video for me every night. So, (laughs) um, 
you know, I figured it out and just kept going with it. I honestly have thought about doing that where it's like, how many people do you know say like, dude, I want to do a podcast or I want to do this or I want to do that. But the big thing that gets in the way of that is people don't know how to use the software, like the editing for the audio and the video and things like that. Like, I didn't know any of that prior to this. I'm not saying I'm a whiz at it now. I can somewhat, I'm somewhat passable at times, but like you had, like, it's literally, you just have to do it and learn it yourself. But I've thought of like, all right, well, if you want to try it, we'll do a 10 episode contract where you pay me a thousand dollars and I'll edit your first 10 episodes. And if you want to keep me, you can't, right? Like I've always thought of that as like, maybe I could do that as like a side gig. And I would, because I mean, you know, I'm editing our stuff now. Might as well, right? So yeah. what I've thought for a side gig is basically sitting right in front of your face is that microphone is doing voiceover work. Oh, bro. Because bro. I get a lot of comments, and I don't yeah. I don't think I talk any good or, you know, any special way. I think you do great. <laughs> but a lot of people comment about my voice. Dude. And yeah. I've heard it from numerous people look you're lucky because i'm very uh self-conscious about my voice i didn't realize what it sounded like until we started this podcast and i'm like oh my god this is Are what i really? sound like you Are sound you really fine <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that i'm like oh my god i sound like a woman like a, a very large woman but a woman nonetheless you sound fine but yeah you know, I, I get it. I understand the being self-conscious. I get it. Oh, for sure. For sure. I will say this. I mean, uh, I, so we had on, uh, you know, a couple months ago, we had a guest on the show, the man, the myth, the Murph Meyer, right? His name is Murph Meyer. He's an, he's an actor. He's been on like Broad City. Uh, uh, he's been in uh, the Chris Gethard show. He's been in movies with like Rebel Wilson and like things like nice. that. He lived in New York for like 10 years. He hasn't had to work a job job for the last 10 years. And he's made a living as a paid actor. That's awesome. Right. And yep. he says one of his big things is voiceover work. Right. So he was. So I'm, I'm sure you've heard this only on Verizon. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's him. Really? Yeah. Oh, he, was also, money he was also a character in the video game Red Dead Redemption. Right. So like, really? Yes. So he's done voiceover work and he said that's his like, he he bread and butter. Oh yeah. He's making some sweet, sweet cashish on that fucking voiceover stuff. I'm like, dude, tell me, uh, I got a people. Matt, you might have to introduce me to this guy. Dude, yeah. <laughs> dude, fucking. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like on voiceover, voiceover acting, what are you thinking? Like, like, what, what, what? What kind of characters or what kind of shows I, or co- what? No idea. I hey, people are just I, commenting I, like we love your voice and we want to hear more of it, dude. dude I you'd pump, be great so, to voice over like a kid show, like you know, like you know, Sammy the Sandwich or something. You know what I mean? Like who the fuck, you know? So I posted the video Matt was talking about earlier with Eric Al. That was like one of the few videos I've done where I actually am on camera. Most of it's just showing food yeah. and what I'm doing and. There was a couple comments from people saying like, oh, finally, we get to see the face behind the voice. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but people like it. Dude. I, oh, yeah. God, by the way, show what? us your big, strong hands and speak to us in that. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get told I get told sometimes that I have a good radio voice, too. Which, I was which, always told I have a face for radio, so <laughs> straight up my alley. My mom said the same thing. Hey, hey. yeah. 
Well, that's what my mom always said. I got to have a great face for radio. But yeah, so, okay. So nice. So you jump on to TikTok, right? And you you send out some videos. One of your videos, I think, hits big early on, right? Yeah. Uh, nice. I made a cheesesteak video that hit and it was on from there. So then you knew the gimmick. So now, like, and I love for people to check, you know, like we've said, and we'll have the, we'll have the links for all of the sites in the description, the links for everything on Instagram and TikTok and all that. We'll have it in the description of all the episodes. But I would like people to see if you check out the content from a year ago as to now, the difference, it, it's like it, you just you just upped your game. You know what I mean? Right. I love just evolved. Yeah. Just changed yeah. the way I was yeah. doing things. Yeah. Like the can the camera's crisper. It's cut like you know what I mean? Like spliced yep. differently and like you're like you know what to hit, right? Like dropping the food, dropping the food. Like you're not wasting time. You know what I mean? Like you know what the people want to see. It's always changing though. Yeah. So you gotta stay on other people's pages too, looking because yeah, things change you know, people lose interest in stuff so yeah you oh the evolution is big time man big time so nice so okay so let's talk about this then what is a video shoot like for you now so you come up with an idea right yep so after you come up with the idea what's the first thing you do um i mean i usually so someday i'll sit and plan out my whole week what i want to make that starts it do the shopping but on a typical night i'll come home set out my big lights that never leave my living room because you know that's how you get the perfect picture is you yeah know, proper lighting yeah. um yep so, oh, so do you have where, studio lights what kind of lights did you get where did you just get like spotlights or what so i started with one of them big ring lights that you see like okay yeah social media ring light yeah. now i have the ones that look more like uh they're like it's soft lighting. It's okay. you know they have a like a almost a sheet to the outside of them, okay. so it's it's dull like it brings dull light, but it gives you the right light. Yeah. It's much better than what I was using, but it's much bulkier. Yeah, and right. I have two of them. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm working around that. It's, do you think it's, it's a? Do you think it's worth it though? The lighting? Do you think it's definitely? Oh like, yeah, definitely. Okay. Nice. All right. I don't. What does the get... wife think of the life, Mike? She loves it. Oh, she likes it. All right, yeah, good. she she can't complain. I mean, she's she's important. Know, she's like, oh, you just keep making me this good food, and we're all. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm lucky. I got a great wife, so she's yeah. very supportive. And you you put on Sundays, you write out your your stuff, what you yep. want to do. You get all the ingredients right, then you set it up. So, like, what's a shoot like? So, what do you do? It's chaotic. I mean, it. Who I, who films it when you're like cutting and stuff? Do you wear like a I have, cam? I have like a, I forget what they even call them, but they're, it's like a holder that'll hold it wherever I want. And like, you can move it around. It's like, I got a swinging arm and you can shift it to however you want. Okay, like a boom almost. Yeah. Yeah. There's a name for them. I forget what it is. Okay. So, all right. So you have like that and you place it where you're like, you're chopping food and whatever and stuff like that. And so how long do you think does it take you to shoot a typical video? It really depends what I'm making. If I'm making a sandwich, yeah. it's not too bad. I mean, it probably takes me, I, you know, an extra thirty to forty minutes of prep time. I would say. Okay. And do you like your kids know like daddy shooting a video? Like, don't bother him. Just kind of like. In the beginning, it was like I was so 
it's so uptight much. on how yeah. I was doing. Like the kids would be like, you know, go in your room, watch TV. Let me yeah. go for a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. now it, it is what it is. I don't care. Here's some slap bracelets. Go uh, yeah, <laughs> slap each other. <laughs> so but now, yeah, now it doesn't matter. Like the only you, thing with the voiceover, obviously, I can't have them right standing there. So, what do you use for uh, to film? My iPhone, iPhone twelve. So, for all those people listening out there, right? Like, think of what he started with. He started with a phone, and you didn't even have lights at the beginning. It was just a video, right? Yep. And then eventually, and like the software you use, I'm assuming to edit was just the basic software. Right. I actually pay to use, like, I've paid the yearly subscription to yeah. get the editing software, so there's yeah. no teardrop of the software on it. But but either way, it is. But so you started out with just your phone. Now it's like you still use the phone, but you picked up some lights and everything to add to the content. And when I watch your content, the thing that amazes me, and this seems like it would be the fucking dip, most difficult thing, is that your equipment and your utensils and everything is immaculate, right? Like. Like I've, I've worked in a million fucking kitchens, bro. And that shit does not get clean. Like it almost looks like you're buying a new pot every, like, especially like the oil pot you're using to cook. Yeah, shit. Yeah. That must be the worst thing to clean in the world. Well, remember I said, I have a great wife. Yeah. She helps out with the cleaning. Oh, so she's man. always helping me with that. Oh <laughs> man. Cause I, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it without her. I, none oh. of this would be possible without her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more without my wife. And, you know, all you listeners out there can thank my beautiful wife. But yeah, without her, I, I agree. None of this is, is possible at all. You know, yep. like you, the support you need to do stuff like this is unbelievable. man. You're right. It really is. And like, oh, yeah. it's so thankful. Like even guys like Pete, you know, like Pete's taking oh, yeah. time away from his beautiful wife and his family stuff to come on here. And, and like he kills it, you know, and I know this is fun and great and everything, but it is like, it is a tough ask. So it, it is, you know, oh, am, yeah. yeah, there's, there's nights I spend an hour or two between the, you know, extra filming and editing. Yeah. But, you know, she knows that there's a long term plan with it. And, yeah. you know, Same. maybe it leads to Same. who knows what. So. But I mean, that, that is, you know, that, that's the great thing about social media is, you know, back in the day, you know, pe- people were doing some of this stuff and it was all for naught. You know, it's like you're, you're going yeah. through creating content. Yeah. And then you're just shipping it off to content providers and you're just hoping somebody will, will bite, you know, a TV station or whatever. Yeah. And yep. now, you know, with TikTok, with Instagram and everything, you can put it out there and, it, you know, you just keep chugging at it and you just wait for that one viral hit. And then yeah. once there, you get the audience and you go. So it does, you know, it, it uh, I don't know how you would say it. it's more democratic a little bit. Like it, yeah. it, it helps the little guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, man. Kind of like you can, you don't need like, there isn't so many gatekeepers anymore. You know, like yeah. you can kind of build your own speedboat and just hop around and see what you can do. And it really, well, I like, the, I, I like to point out, you know, is like, uh, like Bo Burnham, right? You know, like Bo yeah. Burnham's the, one of the biggest stamps in the world. And he got there because he was just putting his videos on YouTube, you know, when he yeah. was a teenager. And eventually people like he found his voice and people, you know, and that's the same thing here is like, you know, people love the food network and all that. But now you have the whole TikTok scene and the Instagram. Yeah. And it's, you're getting, you know, it's more diversity, you know, because like, Everyone's different. Everyone has a different taste or different style, different things they like. And, and now you, there's a there's a channel for everybody. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If the Food Network came knocking, I'd have a hard yeah. time. <laughs> well, but like, I mean, would. Yeah. I don't but know. now, now, like, now, now you're not just sending them a video and hoping they watch it. Now you're you're growing your presence. I'm, no, and I'm just that every night. They're contacting you, though. It. Like, 
they should be contacting you. But like the Food Network, man, honestly, that's not even really where it's at anymore. Right. If anything, <laughs> dude, I would love I would love to edit you a YouTube show, like a five minute oh, I- YouTube show. Like I would fucking do that for you, bro. And fucking, I would love to try and do like one or two of them because I sometimes I do find that like I have too much, like too much, uh, too much footage, yeah, like good footage, yeah, for something that people aren't gonna watch on TikTok. If it's more like I posted that Eric the video with Eric Al, it was a minute long, and I knew it would flop. Before I even posted it, because it was a minute. A long. flop for you is almost five thousand views or five thousand <laughs> likes, right? Yeah, but it no, oh. it it's no. I mean, it's it. I think it's got five thousand views, which isn't bad. It's good, but you know, you Dude, know, that's, like, that's more views than all the content I've put out on TikTok. Well, we're gonna work on your TikTok. You all you have on your TikTok is pictures for the most part. With the exception of the couple that you're talking. Well, like, the thing is that sucks is that some of it is, it's a picture with my voice over it. Yeah. Because it's well, just audio. That's tough. I know. And that's, it's going to be a tough one on TikTok because people want to yeah. see something. They want to see the laughter. Oh, dude. And it's not taking away. I mean, I I listen, you're stuff funny. Yeah. But that's just how people are on TikTok. Like, yes, I'll sit there and listen to it. But yeah. most of the people are just like correct. You gotta, right they do the same thing with my videos. Like you got to you got to catch their eye somehow. Honestly, Diana Spencer gave me some of like a great idea where she's like, "Look, haven't you been on IGTV or on TikTok and you see like it, it's like it's not they're not talking yet. You just see like people talking and laughing, and you're like, oh, I wonder what they're saying. Then you hit it and listen. That's the kind of grab. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the kind of thing. And with yep. your content, that's good. But with us. I just have to like you know get more figure stuff out, out the way yeah, to get like, that out. I, honestly, I might start just filming on the bridge every fucking day. You know what I mean? Like those seem to be like my biggest hits. Yeah. You know? Well, do yeah. That they're gonna do way better than any of the ones where it's just a picture with your voice. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's it's nothing. It's just how it is. It's unfortunate yeah. because hey, TikTok, you, like, every medium is different. You know what I mean? Like YouTube is a long form kind of an interview. TikTok yeah. is, you know, everything's kind of TikTok the is medium's different. To go with longer view. Uh, they're yeah. now have three have, oh, are they going videos. with longer view? Yeah, yeah. yeah three really? minute videos. You have to, so. you have to earn it though. Like I don't get three minutes. Finell does because of the number of followers he has. I'm still yeah. at fifteen seconds and sixty seconds at max. Yeah, I have to look, though, because when I went to post, it didn't show three minutes as an option, but I did get a notification from TikTok that I could post three-minute videos. So I don't know if I actually can or not. I don't think at this point I would try because one-minute videos flop. Well, once (laughs) once we start your YouTube channel, because think about this, Finel. We could do a four-minute video. First minute, you're explaining what we're making and you're showing the grocery list of items you will need and the, the items you'll need to use to cook it, like i.e. spatula, skillet, canola oil, like, you know what I mean? A stovetop, griddle, whatever, right? Then minute two is prep. So this is what you have to do. You want to do this. And when you prep the potatoes, you want to cut them in a julienne so that they fry like, like saying that oh, yeah. kind of shit. Minute three is putting the stuff in there. Right. Like you cook it here, show the temperature it's on, show the time frame. Right. Then you could even do like a fast forward of like the progression of it cooking. 
right? Then you'll say like, when it's like this is when you know when it's done. Then minute four, right, is showing for presentation, right? So you plate the food itself because you do a great job of plating the food. Your presentation is phenomenal, right? That's kind of like one of the big things. And then you can do the big reveal at the end, like when you cut in the middle of a sandwich and open it up and you see the gimmick, you know, in the middle, like that shit, that's the kind of stuff that you're like, that's what pops off of your page. You know what I mean? It's hard. To, it'll be hard for me to do. Cause my, like I would need silence in my house and that's, yeah. it's hard to get, but that's the thing is that you can, it doesn't matter. Like you can voice over all the stuff. It doesn't have to be like, that's like true. it can show you cutting the stuff. And then us saying, like, you know, make sure you use a wasaki knife to do the blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, it can just show you performing the act. We can put whatever audio on it. I mean, but, you know, that's something we can talk about another time. But (laughs) so, all right, real quick, I did want we're coming to the top of time here. This has been a fascinating thing because, honestly, you're of, like, influencer level of, like, content creator, right? Like, that's where you're at with your page. So we, and honestly, that's like one of the most unique jobs you can have out there is like creating content and being like, you know, influencing on social media. And that's when it like really, really excited when we got you on here. So we can obviously hear about your job at your place you're working, but also your side hustle with the Godfather of me and your experiences and things like that. Sure. I do want to go over a couple questions and then I'll let you go. I promise. All right. All righty. So real quick. Okay. First question. Uh, what was your favorite movie at the age of 10? Dazed and Confused. At Ooh, the age of 10? Yes. I, wow. The summer that it went to VHS, I honestly may have watched it a thousand times. Wow. <laughs> all yeah. right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yep. So that was you all summer. <laughs> Pretty much. Nice. I like how everybody in that movie, except for like the main 13 year old kid, went on to have crazy careers and no one's seen that kid since. That 13 year old kid drove me nuts the whole time, touching his (laughs) nose. Yeah. He was total. But dude, that is a star studded movie. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Star studded. McConaughey before he was big. Ben Affleck before he was big. Cole Hauser. You know yep. what I mean? Like, the, and the, one and of the, the London chicks. brothers before he went on his heroin binge. You know, yeah. it was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, dude. Great, great movie. Great movie. Mila so, Jovovich. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, even like pa- uh, Parker Posey, I think, was in it, too. Like star study cast. Oh, so, yeah. OK, so then uh, what is your favorite movie now? <sighs> favorite or TV movie. show movie or TV show. TV show. This is going to throw people for a little bit. I like like mafia style shows or sure. movies. Sure. Yeah. So, but it's in subtitles, and I think uh. it, honestly, I think it's better, way better than The Sopranos ever could have dreamt to be. It's called. It's a show called Gamora. It's on HBO Max. It is on HBO Max is now. It? So, previously though, it was only on Netflix, and then they stopped showing it. Because it was like a Harvey Weinstein group uh, show. Wow. So, but it's like the highest rated show in Italy ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it's very real. Nice. It, oh, shot in Italy? Are Italian directors and actors? And, oh, yeah. Is that, everything's it's, in it's Italian. In Italian. It's all subtitles. Yeah. But it's an incredible show. 
No, I, oh, I, I the subtitles. I might check watching. that out because I have seen it like as a suggestion for me. So that's something I might dig into. I'm in it's, the middle of Mayor of Easttown right now, so I'm trying to okay. get that. Fucking. But I think we honest, everybody in the Philadelphia area. Is. <laughs> to Dude, be honest, <laughs> most nights in my house, TV doesn't go on till like seven, eight o'clock. Because I'm either like the kids do their homework, they go to sports, and then I'm cooking dinner. Yeah. Usually, I don't have the TV on when I'm cooking. So you're a fucking taxi yeah. service at this time. Pretty right? much. Yeah. Yeah. We got a guy here that can just uh, he he can only watch good shows. He doesn't have to go with it with the crap that we normally have on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very limited. So I, but at one time I used to. Binge watch every good show that was ever yeah. out. I guess, I guess uh, I watched Frasier for the fourth time. <laughs> nice. All right. Perfect. So let's keep it moving. So next question. If you could host a, a TV show, what TV show would you host? Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. a good that's a I'm coming for Guy one. Fieri's job. That's what I want. He's taking want it, Guy man. Fieri out, me in. You do, You're going to steal the sunglasses killer. off the back of his head and be like, yep. get out of here. I'm going to grab that bleach be, blonde hair yeah. and pull him right out. Dude, you would be a killer on that show. You would be awesome on that show. Are you kidding me? Or you would be awesome to have your own show. It would be like The Godfather's Haunts or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I like Guy Fieri, but he came to Philly, and I already knew about Silk City. Uh, this guy has – Mike Finelli has told me about four cheesesteak places I've never even heard of. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. lived here my entire <laughs> life. Yeah. I love Guy Fieri, though. I have to oh, say, I like, yeah, I've, great we, guy. I've gone to probably 25 to 30 of those diners, drive-ins, and dives places. And to be yeah. honest with you, not all of them are even really that good. That good, oh, yeah. Shit. Most of them. Well, when you make that many honest, episodes a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's tough when, like, there's probably, like, 500, you know, in a given area that are actually good. But he has to, you know, the show's in its 20th season. So he's like, all right, I guess we'll try this fucking place. So from my understanding, though, they won't air anything that he doesn't like. Like, if he didn't think the food was well, good, they don't air it. I, don't get me yeah. wrong. The food is good at all these places. But the expectation from me is very high. It's because- high. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I see it on TV. It better yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. So, uh, next question: If you could be on any game show, what game show would you be on? Or you know, or uh, uh, on any show? If you could be on any show, doesn't have to be a game show. If you could be on any show, not host, but be on any well, show. Steve Harvey's Family Feud, right? Oh, yeah. Family Feud. Oh, big I love fan Steve of the Harvey. Feud. Big yeah. fan of the feud in this house. Steve Harvey. Fucking, he is, dude, he fucking steals the show on the feud. Did you ever he see? so good. When they were doing, like, different names for mom and the family was like, mama, mommy. They just kept saying, like, mommy, the different way. That, that show yeah. is right. Dude, <laughs> if you look at, like, the top ten kind of Steve Harvey Mobits on Family Feud, you'll piss yourself laughing. It is so yep. funny. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's saying, but if you want a good parody of it on uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they have uh, oh, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, so he's, he's the Steve Harvey, and, and he just is getting so frustrated with the gang. Yeah. He's just like, I can't do it anymore. Just get me off the show. I've so honestly good. never watched one episode of It's Always in Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, now what? you have your homework, Mr. Finelli. <laughs> I, I know. I, I mean, I, the, the weird thing is, like, I like all the characters that are in it. I've seen, like, five yeah. minutes here, five minutes there. Yeah, yeah. Love Danny DeVito. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Never watched it. And I love yeah. Philadelphia. You would love it. You know man. what? It, it happens. <laughs> it just, yeah. I've never watched the Goldbergs. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm like how's that? Oh, yeah. 
love the Goldbergs. Yeah. Goldbergs. Everyone is tells so me about Yeah, I know a big flick. Dude, I, mean, you know, big I, I got on it too late, and now it's it, it's. I, I don't know if it's on who. I don't know what it's on, but it's whatever on it's Hulu. on, I don't have it. So I'm like, well, uh, am I really gonna get a, a service right. just to watch? A I'll give you my. I'll give you my Hulu password. You can watch it. So there's yeah. an episode of the Goldbergs where Barry says that the best cheesesteak comes from donkeys in Camden. Just uh, like really. Yeah. Yes. Barry, a.k.a. Big Tasty. Yeah, she he comes <laughs> in and, and says that it's the best cheesesteak comes from New Jersey. Barry's the he steals the show in that show. He is so funny. The dad's uh, hilarious, too. The Barry's the best. And the little the brother's best. funny. Yeah, they're good. It's a good show. It's a good show. Even, like, Brian Callen's pretty good on it, too. So, all right. Nice. He was good enough that he got a spinoff show, which is cool. I love too how like I love too how like they'll throw like other Philadelphia people in there. So uh, you know, for all you people listening, uh, Big Tasty, he's part of I think it's JTP Jenkintown Posse, <laughs> right? And they had a gang war with another gang war, and the leader or with another gang, and the leader of the other gang was Bradley Cooper. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> like they do like funny shit like that. I thought you were gonna say Seth Green. I didn't see that one. No. Me either. But, uh, okay, so let's keep it moving then. So if you could give yourself a nickname other than the Godfather of Meat, what would it be? I mean, Godfather of Meat's a given. But if you give yourself another nickname, what would it be? Meatball? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm built, I'm built like a meatball. <laughs> well, we'll stick with Godfather of Meat for now. So, okay. What is, next question. What is the biggest word you know the meaning of? Oh, uh, man. I don't even that you put me on the spot with that one. Was that was that on the list, Matt? Uh, yes, it was. It's question number eight. Um, <laughs> oh, OK. What's a big, cool word that you know the meaning of or a word from your job or something like that, that don't, a lot of people don't know? Yeah, well, that was how it was worded differently. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to give teach you guys a word. Oh, I know. like it. All right. Oh, all right, all right. It's the name of the, the one of the departments that is for semiconductors, Chemraz. That is Ooh. one of the names for my work. That is the semiconductor department. Well, oh, oh, so yeah. what does Chemraz stand for? Do you know? Um, It's just their trademark name in the industry. Oh. For... Okay, so if you work in Chemraz, that means you work with conductors? semiconductors well wow. we have a di- we have two different ones we have a black cameras and a white cameras and i think the difference is just like the so cameras is uh that if you're working in cameras that means you're with the semiconductors very nice yep okay nice okay so uh we're getting down to the nitty-gritty okay so we got three questions left so what was the worst day of work or worst or weirdest day of work that you've ever had Worst day of work I ever had, probably when I smashed my finger in between a eye bolt and a hoist. Whoa. Hook from a hoist. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so is this at the current place you're at now? Yes. Okay, so explain to us what what the hell happened here. So at the time, I worked in injection molding, and okay. uh, there's a thing that can happen, which you won't understand, but if any listeners worked in injection molding, it's called blowback. It's the bushing that shoots the material in, leaks, and it blows back. Okay. So it fills up the like the frame with material. Okay. And once it's hardened, I mean, okay. you you have to like 
get a blowtorch. No, you need a blowtorch to get it. Um, So while it's still hot, you can lift the frame with the hoist and it'll break the plastic or, you know, Uh, like break break it out of like the the molding. Okay. Yes. Which will save yourself a lot of time. Well, I was rushing and I had my hand in between the hook and the eye bolt, tighten the chain in between and my fingers got caught in between. And oh. I panicked, <laughs> screamed for help. And then oh. the guy that came over. Were you a little help me finale oh. action? A little help me. Fin- it comes full circle. Well, look it, at that. It did come full circle too, because at the time, the hoist was not, the buttons were not labeled. So he oh, panicked. Fuck. And he tightened it even more. Oh. And my pinky was flattened like a pancake. I Is had a it big still gash. messed up? Um, well, at the time, they thought I might lose part of my pinky, but ah. it didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah, it looks funny. I'll show you the next time I see you. Just put it, it on the camera. <laughs> but I have a, I mean, you can't tell. Oh, all right. Yeah. Like, we don't really know. You see how it's a little bit puffy. Yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. You'll see when. So for all know. the for all you people listening, he's a giant pussy. There's really nothing wrong. But uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They so, wrote it down as a paper cut and gave me a band aid. But so shit. So how? So, like you're you- a. Uh, I'm guessing you're a rubber uh, wedding band guy then, or a silicon, something that's easy to cut off just in case. Ah, <laughs> uh, I should be. I, I tried that one time and I literally lost it within one day because I oh. wear latex <laughs> gloves at work. Every day, uh, yeah, and I pulled yeah, it yeah. off the first day and throw it right out. Yeah, never found it again. Can't, can't, can't talk enough about how much of a fucking racket the wedding game or the wedding ring industry is. <laughs> fucking, you're buying, you got to buy three rings now, right? That I've spent thousands of dollars on, and my wife, you know, it's worth every penny, my dear. But the worst thing was, I buy the rings for my wife, and she has the fucking gall to say she'll buy my ring. Right, which was seventy four yeah, fucking was dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So either way, okay. So the worst day at work in your life, you got your pinky smashed. So you kind of it was like the thing that you just molded and the hook you pull it out with. You got your pinky smashed in between the hook and the thing you just molded, right? Um. Well, no, an eye hook or an eye bolt and the hook to the hoist. Jesus is what it was tightening Christ. between. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, uh, well, your pinky looks like it's destroyed. So very And good. it was very hot. So at the time, like the next day, my pinky looked like a burnt grilled hot dog. Oh, <laughs> oy vey. It's in a blanket. Yeah. yeah. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. All right, so dude, I'll tell you what. The one thing I do want to try is the Italian sausage corn dogs that you did. Whoa, they were very good, baby. So, okay, do your kids eat everything you make? Do they love it? Yeah, for the most part, well, they still complain that you know they're kids. Uh, can they eat spicy or no? Because you do some spicy stuff. My son does. He loves yeah. it. But I, you know what my daughter does too now. Because you're, I, dude, the Cajun shrimp you made the other day. Oh my god, that looked fucking good. They do look good. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how they tasted. I don't eat shrimp. Wait a minute, Godfather of meat. Is this a shrimp specific thing or is this all shelf? Dude, shrimp, shrimp is like the fucking shrimp is like the shrimp of meat. It's the fucking best. It's like the lobster. I don't of meat. eat seafood. I eat calamari. That's it. Mm, I love a good calamari. Do you call it calamari or calamari? Calamari. Yeah, you're not a fucking. 
I, I used to work with a guy who was born in Italy, right? And he says that in it, the Italians call that type of talk, they call it Jersey Italian. So like <laughs> when people say like manicot or mussarel or calamat, he's like, those aren't Italian words. I speak Italian fluently. They don't exist in Italian. Yeah, They're just made up words. Slang here. Yeah. <laughs> Man of God, the mozzarella. You got the whatever. So Gabagool. Yeah, the Gabagool. So, okay. So, uh, uh, on the flip side of that, so not the worst day, what was the best day of work, whole life? Uh, well, I met my wife at work. So, fucking Whatever day. I knew you were going to fucking. Every day since the day I met her, it's been the best day, you know? She smashed his finger. She let it out, and he was in love right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She we sm- were married at that point. So. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like the ones calling you the big fucking pussy. Like, hey, come on, you fucking bitch, get out of here. Yeah, she is tough. Yeah, she's much tougher <laughs> than me. Yeah, that seems to be a th- common thing. Uh, Pete, your wife would she beat the shit out of you? Uh, most well, she need a stool because I'm yeah. six foot three and she's four foot too but you know she can get me when she needs stuff (laughs) yeah 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 smart smart yeah you're that is a funny picture it's almost like the mountain and his wife when you see you two (laughs) together (laughs) so uh okay so okay best day of work at is when you realize that you this lady's gonna be your wife sure yep okay we'll go with that even though it's a fucking lie but all right (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry all right let's keep it going Okay, so last question. If you could pick any job that you've ever had, right, and you could make a living supporting your family, live comfortably, and do all that stuff, and you could pick any job that you've ever had, what job would you pick? To be like, you could do this forever, and you could support your family, live comfortably, what, out of all the jobs, which job would you pick? I mean, technically, I got paid to make the Italian corn dog. Does that count? No, dude, I was going to say, if someone asked me that question, it would be this. It would be working perspectives. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it maybe it's not a, a job that would support my family yet. But, yes, dude, if creating it, content. Yeah. I think it will. It could eventually. I, get. I think it will, too. I think yours will definitely do that. I 100% believe that your content is that good that you'll be able to support your family with it one day. I truly believe that, especially when we start that. the YouTube show. So Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not fucking around, Fennel. I'll fucking film and cut that shit tomorrow. Wait, and they can just say deep dives. You know, you, you do the TikTok, and it's like, if you want the deep dive, here's the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, exactly. Oh, I mean, exactly. Uh, dude, I agree with you, man. If I could, hopefully one day, me and Pete can make enough money where we can support our families creating content and all that shit, but... For now, we're just having a good time doing it. Knock on wood that we fucking keep having a good time. But uh, I want to thank you so much, Mike, for coming on. This was great, dude. Really great oh, yeah. to have you on. You're fucking nailed it tonight. And I think me and Peter are usually on board with this, but we would love it if you would come back on again. Sure. Oh, yeah. dude, love I would love it. You. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I had a blast as well. Uh, I would love to come back on sometime. Is there anything you want to say to the uh, to the listeners before we take off? Go check me out on Instagram and TikTok, The Godfather of Meat. Um, You won't be disappointed. You won't, and there'll be links in the descriptions of all the episodes for all his uh, content pages. So make sure you check him out, like, share, and subscribe. Really, really good stuff. Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the dozens and dozens of podcast listeners before we take off? 
All I know is I got some cheesesteak homework to do, Matt, and I am looking Baby. forward to it. There's, there's, there's a lot of good ones out there. Dude, I oh, cannot yeah. fucking wait to get some cheesesteak homework in. Honestly, I'm going to talk to my wife and try and hit up Cafe Carmelish because I looked it up. It's only you 10 will enjoy minutes that. from my house. Yeah, I'm oh, in Rocks, bro. I might head over to get Bella Kinwood right after this. Fucking hey, man. Oh, man. I might, you might run into me there. Promise. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would love to make a late night steak run. All right, fans. So that was another episode of the Working Respectives Podcast. Thanks again for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Respectives Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Working Respectives Podcast and join us for some fun on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, feel free to email us at workrespectives at gmail.com. Once again, I'm Matt Lavelle. He's part of where Pete McCormick. Our guest today was the Godfather. Meet Mike Finelli. This is the end of the show. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott Bell Publishing, where the authors go.